I'm on tour. Toronto, Buffalo, Nashville, Atlanta, Phoenix. This week's episode, Joey Coco Diaz, Ralphie May. Go to BurtBurtBurt.com, get a shirt. I love you with all my heart. Is the BurtCast. I had that today. Chili. And what do you do? You put it in the oven? Microwave, two minutes. And, and then there's three snacks a day you eat. And there's like apples and vegetables and almond butter and stuff. And it speeds up your metabolism. I did it 21 days and I lost 32 pounds. And, what's, and you just eat their meals? Just eat their meals and work out. It's what terrific. And it's so easy. It's, they have it all planned out for you. Yeah. What to do. You and you just put it in too? your refrigerator. No, I don't know about this one. But but the the uh, the almond butter, I did the almond butter pretty aggressively. Like, I, I put almond butter on everything. That was my shit. And how is it? I fucking love it, man. I was putting it on uh, on rice cakes, rice cake and almond butter. I put a little bit of stevia in it, like, to sweeten it up. Yeah, right. And it tastes like fucking pee. It tastes awesome. You can put you can put a little honey on it. Yeah, almond butter good. tastes like regular butter. Uh, it tastes like, no, it tastes like regular peanut butter. with a. Li- it tastes like Jif if you put a little bit of stevia. Stevia is like a all-natural, or agave. It's like an all-natural, um, stevia is the wrong one. I think it's agave. But yeah. it's like, Avi looks like the honey. Yeah, it looks like honey. But it's like, it's I think it's lower water. in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think it's lower in calories. I tell you what, man. It's a different type of sugar is what it is. I did that cleanse, that cleanse I did on the clean program. Man, that's where I lost all my weight. And they, and, they, and what happened was is. Did you eat on that? What? No, you got to do like, it's a, it's a, it's um, juice in the morning, snack, mm-hmm. like almond butter and, mm-hmm. and what you want. And then lunch is like lean protein and green. Snack and then juice, and and I and then twelve hours between juices. But man, I fucking what I lose like forty pounds in seventeen days, and it it just came off me. But here's the here's the reason: so I wasn't drinking, yeah, wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing coffee, and I was working out. So it was like I was taking in twelve hundred calories. I was burning four thousand calories a day. Yeah, no coffee thing. What's coffee do to you? I don't know. I think it was. It's more like a. It's it. the coffee's got a lot of benefits to it, but when you're dieting, it stimulates your appetite. Even but, if you don't put sugar in, like I drink it yeah. black. I, don't I drink it black too, just like my music. Yeah, yeah, where? No, I like just coffee like my black. penis. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's in the shade so much. People always say I, I need that cup of coffee in the morning. I can't yeah, do I like it. I like a cup of I coffee. I don't do two. I just do one. Yeah, I do a, a latte macchiato. Uh, I drink enough coffee, so I'm like shaking. Oh really? wow! Really? Yeah, Holy I like to get shit. it to where I'm shaking, and then I get on the treadmill and I fucking no, I pound it. it out. Man, you know what I've been doing? I've been doing the rowing machine. I fucking Leanne, love it, dude. Leanne wants to buy a rowing machine. I was yeah, like, where the, the fuck? You, they're so big, though. Where do you put them? They fold up. Really? Yeah, they fold up. I got that. I just I was telling Joey I bought that spin bike the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking best, man. I love that shit. I love. So you sit out here and do that shit? I come out. I come out and I will do. An hour of spin, or I'll get on the treadmill and I'll do my big thing. I was telling this to someone, and they were like, "I was telling this to the guy I had on my podcast recently, Chris Ty Walker. He's a trainer. I had him run me through a, a run on my treadmill for the podcast, and I told him, I said, a lot of times what I like to do, and I, I know this doesn't make sense, but I come out, I open a bottle of wine, I get on the treadmill, and I start walking and watching TV, and I walk like seven miles, yeah. and just watch TV for an hour, an hour and a half, right. and and I do, and I'm not walking hard, I'm sweating." Yeah. But man, and I drink my bottle of wine, and I'm like, I get done, I get a nice buzz, go kill some water, get in bed, go to sleep. Nice, it's like a fucking monster. Sleep like a doctor. Yeah, like a doctor, like a savage. <laughs> savage. Uh, where did you come in from? Uh, La- Nashville. 
Oh, I'm heading there at the end of the month. I know. I'm going to be there with you. Are you really? Yeah, man. On the 30th? On the 30th. No, I... No. I'm going to be there uh, days before. Oh, yeah? Are you coming in days before? No. No? I'm in Buffalo. It's a one-nighter? One-nighter, yeah. Shit. I'm excited. I'll I'm have doing... some barbecue for you. So you're just doing Buffalo Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you're doing Nashville on the way back. Um, yeah, and then I go straight... Oh. And then I go straight to Atlanta to see the girls. The girls are in Atlanta that week, and then I'm, oh, I'm, in, I'm at the punchline. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to cram as much road as I can into this short period of time, because then we start shooting again in like in like September. Where are you going this time? Uh, I don't know. They threw out some big fucking places that I was like, I was man, like, I saw that one where you went to Australia, Sydney. That yeah. was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was awesome. I could fucking live in Australia. Me too. I that love is the it. one thing. The only thing, Joey, that I'm I really regret is you kidnapping that dude because there's so many fucking badass places like I you like Australia. Fucking Canada, Mexico. That's yeah. the only thing about it sucks about getting a felony. Cuba. You go to well, you Cuba. can go to Cuba, right? No? no. Seriously? Fuck. Did you did you try have you do have you ever been out of the country? Where did you go before? Jamaica. Oh. That's nice, man. I fucking love Jamaica. I didn't know they had yanked my passport. I always thought they yanked my passport over child support. They don't yank it in Colorado over child support. Only up to a certain limit. Like you have to owe like fifty thousand fucking dollars wow. to yank your passport. Really? Like I have a friend they yanked his fucking passport at Kennedy Airport. And he didn't even know this guy was paying his bills. He didn't even know that she wasn't getting the fucking checks. Like they will yank your shit. Really? Or after a certain amount, they'll yank your shit. So I didn't know what it was for, but then I hired an attorney in two thousand five and he came back with a fucking laundry list. And that's why they won't they won't come they won't give me the passport. Now the only thing I'm waiting on is one fucking warrant in Seattle. Because it's a felony warrant. That's the only fucking reason. It's a felony <laughs> warrant because I won't what? go to fucking anger management class. Was it the uh <laughs> was it the one where uh fucking the tooth tore oh, up no, the check? This was this was that was the one, but that was the one when she tore up the check and I I pulled her fucking hair out of her fucking head. <laughs> Who's this? I just told the story on a podcast. I don't want to go into it. They'll hear it. Uh, This is so funny. I told the story. No, I had like four incidences with this broad that I'm still good friends with. We still talk, you know, twice a month. Really? I still talk to her. Wow, crazy. She's stripping in Tampa, 44 years old, still stripping, sucking dick, and fucking for 200. She'll suck your dick for 100 with a condom on. She told me that she had carpal tunnel syndrome from giving hand jobs. (laughs) <laughs> I call the podcast and tell the story. I mean, this is ah. this is true shit. I have a warrant in in boy in uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, for misdemeanor assault and theft of a of a tent. Of a, t- a, of a tent or all in one shot. They caught me with a stolen tent. <laughs> not, with, not with intent. <laughs> of a tent. Why did you have a tent? Because I was going to take it back to Kmart and sell it back. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boomerang. That's the boomerang sale. That's awesome. I bought this tent. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I, what I used to do in the I thought I had a I floor. I really shoplifted without walking out of the store. There's a way to shoplift without walking out of the store. You go into the store, you pick up what you want, you bring it to customer service and go, Bert Christ, you gave me this for my fucking birthday, and I got three of them. <laughs> yeah. And they'll say, where's, where's the receipt? What fucking receipt? It's my birthday present. Yeah, right. They'll yeah. call management. They'll look on the computer. In those days, they wouldn't look on the computer. 
It's, they look to see if you return something in the last fucking 10 years. They don't see your name, then they'll give you whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Sometimes they give you store credit. Sometimes they give you cash. Yeah. You go on these triple runs, steal a tent. Steal. And go to security and go, I got this tent already. What the fuck? I bought it. They go, where's the receipt? I don't have it. And then they'd say, well, how do you want your money? Cash? Or do you want I go, I don't know. A check, a check. Nah, I'll take nah, cash. I got I so much cash, easy. I don't need another $300. Meanwhile, I'd be minus 80. Yeah, yeah no shit on triple runs. <laughs> change in the fucking ashtray. Man, I, I still gas like three times on triple runs triple just because they were so fucking shitty money. I never I did broke. a triple run. Oh, what? I never did a triple run. Oh, fucking pansy. I heard people talk about them, and I They're was like, yeah, I never did burn. one. Triple runs. Texas has KP. What, oh, no, no, no. Uh, C.W. Kendall. He, he still hey, I'm still on his wanted list. <laughs> C.W. Kendall would book you. He goes, I got a Friday in Nacogdoches, which is east, east. Texas, almost Louisiana, and a Saturday in Odessa. And I'm like, great, who's going to do that Saturday? You are. Yeah. It's a 14 hour drive. Shut For the $250. But he would trick you. Yeah. He'd say, I got a Wednesday through Sunday. Right. And Thursday pays $350, and Sunday pays $9,000. But Friday and Saturday pay $250, and you go, beautiful. Yeah, I'll take it. And then two weeks before the gig, he call you and go, and that, oh, the that fucking Thursday, 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 Sunday fell out. Yeah, the only ones that didn't fall out are the ones you get in a buck and a quarter. Yeah, for. right. Yeah, so I had was working from. I had a great relationship. I was doing triple, Kendall, laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an open micer, and one day I I, I booked a, a four nighter, pretty nice. It was like mate. Uh, it was like all New Mexico, and one Texas thing for for C W Kendall. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I moved to Seattle with the tooth. Yeah. And I still got this week. But when I booked the week, I was living in Boulder. It, was, it wasn't a bad week. Seattle, I got to tack 18 to that before I get down yeah. to fucking New Mexico. Yeah. So he calls me one day. And he goes, hey, man, no Wednesday, no Thursday, no Sunday. Just 175 for Friday and 200 for Saturday. And I said, listen, man, I'm living in Seattle now. You know, and, and I got a ton of work up here. And I told him the truth, Ralphie. Yeah. I go, for three and a quarter, I'm going to spend that just in gas on the way down. He goes, if you ever want to work for CW Kendall again, yeah. you better show up there on Friday. <laughs> and if you don't show up there, I will talk to the improvs and tell them not to book you. All this shit. This is when you're a two-year Who comic. Who the fuck yeah. is this I've been doing comedy for oh, years. He has no pull with the improvs. He's, he's got a nothing to yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> he's, a, he's a shit talker. But, so, you know, the thing is, is that... Uh, that that shit would happen all the time, and he would talk about himself in the third person. Yes, he would. He told which yeah. is fucking hilarious. He goes, "C.W. Kendall," and then yeah. Went, so he muscled me. He really <laughs> fucking muscled me. He really muscled me. And I went and did my comedy, and that night I go home with my package of cocaine, and with three lines left, I got my cocaine balls, and I said, "You know what? I ain't going to that fucking gate tomorrow morning. He could suck my dick." Yeah, right. The fuck, how desperate I am. Yeah, you know, nobody's talking to me like that. So I got up the next morning and I mm-hmm. called him bright and early. Go, CW, I'm in my car packed. <laughs> I'm, headed, I'm headed to fucking New Mexico. Yeah. He goes, thank you, buddy. I waited till 6 o'clock Friday night. Yeah. Like it was 4 o'clock in Seattle, 6 in Texas. And I yeah. called this motherfucker. And he goes, where you at? You at the hotel? I go, no, dog. I'm in Seattle. Don't you ever fucking threaten me, you piece of shit motherfucker. Oh. Fuck you and your gig in two hours. <laughs> Hung up on that motherfucker, and that was the end of that tune. That's fucking And about a great. year and a half ago, I was somewhere in Dallas, and somebody came up to me and said, Dog, would you mind doing a gig tomorrow night for C.W. Kendall? 
And I, yeah. go, I really can. They go, it's at 6 o'clock. I'll get you like 400 bucks. I said, fuck it, I'll do it. It's right around the corner or something. So he goes, call him right now. So I called him from the table. He goes, Joey Diaz, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> he goes, call me tomorrow and I'll talk to you. So the next day, I go, let me see what he says. I call him. He goes, I remember who you are. Fuck you. <laughs> I go, no, <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. Hey, I'm in the car. I was going to fuck you again. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm back. I'm on my hey, way. I'm coming. I'm going. Dude, you can't do that to me, dog. I'm already going. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, he was a tell drunk. him about how you used to he take a- Texas Pete and fuck him up. Pete wait, called me today as a wait, matter of fact. Uh, wait, no, 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 Pete, the, the Pete I know, no, right? Yeah, Pete from the last stop. Oh, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, this is Pete from the last stop. His dad. Coco was the king of fucking with that guy. He'd really? call him up and go, hey, I need you down here on like a Wednesday. And uh, it was like, all right, no problem. All right. And uh, Pete calls me from baggage claim going, do you know where Joey is? Do you know, And I knew where Joey was. Joey was asleep in his apartment. He's like, fuck, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> All right, but but Pete's calling me, and he keeps on calling me and leaving messages, and I can hear the background. Uh, Houston is at gate. I mean, uh, you know, they're offloading yeah, baggage. Yeah. Okay, I can hear the, you know, welcome to Houston Intercontinental Airport. You know, I can hear all that shit behind him for like an hour and a half. It was fucking awesome. And then, and then, like two weeks later, he did the same thing to the Slade Ham. <laughs> Slade, you know, what? It was uh, the last, the last two years of my cocaine usage. Ugh, it was really weird because I got these cases of anxiety, which I still get very slightly when I can't breathe. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it Scary. was this. Uh, it was this really weird feeling. I never got it before, and I would get in the car and drive to the airport, and I couldn't breathe. I pull over and I just fucking couldn't breathe. And then one time I actually was going to like, uh, it started when I was going somewhere and I was going the night before. Thank God. Yeah. And I got to the airport and I got on the plane and I don't know what. I wasn't getting on the plane coked up. Yeah. I didn't have coke on me. I was just something. And I asked to get off the plane. It was after 9-11. They arrested me. They fucking didn't arrest me. It was charged me, but they, uh, they didn't handcuff me. They read me my rights. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they go. Usually, when you get off a plane, we have to arrest you and take you to L.A. County. I mean, it was fucked up. Really? I spent like a whole fucking day. I, my wife picked me up like eleven o'clock at night. I got there at seven in the morning. They held me at L.A.X. till fucking one o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Yeah, it was fucked up wow. for getting off a plane. And then I wouldn't. I would drive all the way. You know what it is to drive all the way to L.A.X. at seven in the morning and not get out of your fucking car. And, oh yeah, you know, man. I would do that. I did that three or four times. I did it to Pete. I did it to Slade. And I wouldn't even do blow the night before. It was just this thing. I couldn't get on a plane. And then I realized I had a problem because I went to Bob Hope and they gave me uh, anxiety pills. They're like, these are the best ones we could give you. Yeah. And I did them and I was feeling even fucking worse. And I was really? Like, maybe if I do them with blow, they'll work. And I would eat, do blow, wow. and eat like three of those pills and nothing would happen. I'd still sandbag get yourself. So I gave one to Sergio Love one night. <laughs> And, and that motherfucker's been trying to get high on baby ass for 15 years. That motherfucker is crazy. <laughs> Who's Sergio Love? Sergio Love is this black comic from the comedy store. Oh, still does rap bits. Still, still yeah. slings dick on white chicks. He always gives a white girl yeah, where a credit Yeah, where the white app. women at? He loves white women. He'll give you a credit app, too. He'll run a credit app on your ass. <laughs> he would leave the coke in his garage and his motorcycle. And i call him up and say, where is it? And he goes, it's in. So he'd leave. He'd have a motorcycle with a little bag on the side. Yeah, I'm supposed to take the coke and leave fifty dollars, and I never, I never leave the fifty. <laughs> he called me the next day. Where's my fifty dollars, bitch? I left it there. <laughs> One night, I get all coked up. I get paranoid. I go over there, 
and I go into his garage. It's New Year's Eve, and I'm about to stick my hand in the thing, and I hear Joey, and it's a chick, a white chick that's stalking him. I swear, this is crazy. This is yeah. that can only happen to me. Like, I'm going to steal his Coke, and I'm, my heart's beating as it is, and all of a sudden, I hear Joey, and it's a girl stalking Sergio that's in his garage. And she goes, have you speak on the Serge? Then how do you know the Coke was there? I can't get a hold of him. He won't answer the door. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's upstairs. This is horrible. <laughs> but I gave him three of those antidepressants slash. Yeah. I didn't hear from him. And this kid would eat 20 fucking volumes a night. I yeah. didn't hear from him for three, four nights. And finally, one day, he called me. He's like, man, them fucking pills are fucked up. This is a guy that ate everything. Yeah. This yeah. guy did every pill, every drug. And he was telling me how fucked up those anxiety pills were. And that's when I stopped. I started going to acupuncture. And I got rid of all the anxiety. Really? Acupuncture did it? Yeah. yeah. Someone was just telling me that dog Xanax is the shit. <laughs> dog Xanax is like, it's like, because dog's metabolism. Who the fuck was this? I'm sure this is probably some. I'm sure it's someone who probably had a problem with it and didn't want to share it. Now I'm ratting him out. No, in '85, I had a German Shepherd in, in Aspen. He had grown so fast. He had grown so fast that his front leg bones grew out of the sockets. Yeah, the, the sockets were too small for. It was the weirdest thing. So I took him to Gre- uh, to Fort Collins, which is a big veterinary college up in Colorado. Yeah, and they gave me these motherfucking pills. That this motherfucker would drool. The drool would bounce yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. And he'd just drop over. So one night I was all coked up. This one bazookas. <laughs> this one bazookas are banging. You know what a bazooka is? No. A bazooka is you take a little three fingers of water and you put a gram of coke in a coffee cup and a tenth of bacon soda. And you put that motherfucker in the microwave oven. And when that motherfucker says bing, you go in there. It's like mama's cookies. That's ready to rock. You take a sock, you pour that coke in it. And it's hard coke already. Yeah. It's not free base in the top. It's not crack, but it would smoke with a joint. The Colombians would take nicotine out and put it in their cigarettes and pack the nicotine back in. So you take a fucking joint of reefer. Yeah. And you fucking sprinkle the coke rocks and you roll. And you get a lighter and melt the coke into the joint and bang that motherfucker like a soldier. This was big in the mid-80s. This is like when Shut this the was huge. fuck up. People were wow, cocaine up. and weed. And weed. People were saying they were calling them. It's like super space. And you had to cook them. I had a friend, Rago, that would come to your house with a microwave. Because he said, you know how many times I go to people's house and I got a microwave? Well, no problem. <laughs> this motherfucker not me. Oh, I don't think you're kidding me. That's the <laughs> thing. I've seen all your stories. I've been in North Bergen. I've seen him walking on Kelly Boulevard with a microwave at 4 in the morning. What's up, though? <laughs> Frank, what's up the microwave? Not one, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> people's house, they ain't got a microwave. I ain't got that type of time. That's I mean, it was crazy. So bro. funny. So one day I'm in Aspen, Colorado. I'm growing weed in a thing. You know, like when you grow weed in a, in a pipe, and, and after a while it gets big. Like you have yeah, to yeah, yeah. Weed. Yeah. So I ran out of weed, and I ran out of rolling papers, and I had this bomb that was like fiberglass bomb. Yeah. And I started cooking the, the fucking uh, swamis, whatever the. The bazookas oh. and I had no weed, so I started taking the pot plant apart. It wasn't a hut hidden upside down. Like I, yeah. people like hanging upside down for like a week or something to dry it out. That motherfucker down for two minutes. I cut the things and stuffed it in the pipe, yeah. and I put the free base in the pipe, the bazooka, and I just started smoking that bazooka all fucking night. I'll never forget the next morning I woke up, the pipe had gone down. Like, listen, fucking the devil could smoke that pipe. The pipe melted. 
but it went down like one of the 9-11 towers. Yeah. It went down straight down. Like the bong was this big. It melted to this big. Like it just went down like a 9-11 tower. I'll never forget that. I don't know what the, don't know what the basis of the story was. But That's awesome. Fucking went down like one of those towers. It was this big in the morning. Oh, wow. My, my girlfriend at the time woke up. She said, what happened to the bong? I have no idea. Man. Somebody was smoking bazooka. I'm gonna guess that. I'm gonna get one for uh the party on Sunday. Right, party man. on Sunday's gonna be awesome, guys. I'm gonna go uh, Sunday. Sunday. I thought it was Saturday. Sunday. Oh, George's party Saturday. Great. I'm gonna come Sunday, yeah, yeah. I thought I we thought it was go to George's party on Sunday. Saturday. It's, it's uh it's it's Where a nine it? year old little girl birthday party. She's got like three friends, four friends and they're riding oh, really? horses all day. April would love to go to shit like that. It's got it's an age limit. Isla okay. can't ride them. You gotta be. I Where think you it? gotta be like ten or nine. Where? So, uh, I don't know. I didn't fucking plan any of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I literally land. Perfect. So you've got all Sunday. Yeah, I got all go Sunday. I'm off all Sunday. Great. I love your. I love those kids' parties at your house. Oh man, this, this, this party's gonna be epic. We've got this great Mexican spot from the hood that's doing all the catering. Corey and Chad coming. Yes. I love Corey and Chad. They're awesome. Every time I see them, they, it's like, you know, some people will give you an ear beating about not doing their show. Not Corey and Chad. No. They're always like, man, we still want you to come out. Like, it's been three yeah. years I have not done their show yet. And I just, I just, it's like, I'm never in town. It's a blast, man. It's, it's a far drive. And it's like, yeah. it's, a, and, and so I never end up, but they don't, they don't give a shit. They're always like, but whenever you're up for it, man, we really want you, you know? And I fucking, fucking like They're cool guys. dudes, man. They're really cool. Ontario is a fucking far drive. It's, it's a, a far fucking drive. hall, it's man. Fuck. When you yeah. do a weekend on Terry, you, you're doubting yourself, man. You're, you're like, almost on. You're like you're like literally fuck? a little bit further, and you're in Vegas. Yeah, that's, how, it, that's what I feel like when I go to Ontario. Yeah, because it takes so long to get out there. It takes like two hours to get out there, and then from there, you're two hours to Vegas. You know, so you're absolutely right. It's I used like, to do Ontario back when it wasn't quite as as uh, hood as it is now. It's or not. maybe was it was it always hood? A little bit, a little bit. That Mills Mall is a little hoodie. I worked you with know? Ken Young. Ken Young. Ken Young. I know that name. Who's that? Don't tell him. Ken Young. I don't know. He's uh he's in a movie called The Hangover. Oh, Ken Jung. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Ken Young. Yeah, Ken Young. That's how you say it in Korean. No, you don't. It's they don't, Ken Jung. They don't say Jung. They say they Young. Do. Dude, I Jung. made I made the biggest mistake one time, and I've always wanted to pause. You ever say something on accident, and then you just kind of like wish you had said it right? Like I saw, I saw Doctor Ken. I was with Terrell Owens, ra- randomly. Yeah. Terrell Owens. We were shooting something for Comedy Central, and 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 Doctor Ken walks up, uh-huh. and I see him, and he's always been the sweetest guy, and like always. nicest fucking guy in the world. Sure. There's a four straight too. Okay, let's do that, son. I can't. I think I'll pass, gentlemen. <laughs> What's your story? You're not so, doing nothing now. No, I'm just drinking beers. He's, he's straight and sober. Oh, yeah. yeah, the uh, so he should do weed. I, I probably should. He's doing good. He's got a show out here. He's at NBC. We should go over to the set. He's doing uh, food wars. Go over and eat one night. Food, food, food not food wars. Um, fucking, it's a big NBC show. Uh, ah, fuck, I forgot the name. But yeah, he's partying with uh, he's partying with like. Simon Rex and all those guys every night. He's loving L.A. I wouldn't be shocked to be moved out here. Nah, he's too much of a New York. Really? Yeah. He's got that. He's got that Brooklyn. Yeah, he's he's living out here, man. We should all go out to dinner some night. We did a podcast with Adam Richmond. Joey and Adam hit it off like fucking. He was, yeah. Yeah. He knows his food. 
I mean, he ain't no, you know. Pull the mic closer to you, Joey. Some people on TV don't know Dick. This motherfucker. Right. He knew his spots to the millimeter. Wow. Like, he knew his spots. Like, you could tell him, ah, there's a place in Columbus which has this, but the, on the other side of town, over by right. Rock Street, and you're sitting there going, wow. This yeah. guy really knows his fucking shit. Yeah, he really does. He's like, you, you, you bo- bo- both of you guys have that same vibe, though. It's like you, re- you remember shit. Yeah. Like, I don't remember a fucking thing. I couldn't tell you the name of what I have for lunch, and I tweeted it. I still don't know how to say it. BB, <laughs> BB Mop or some shit? Oh, but, Doso Bimbimbap. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a, it's a Korean food. Yeah. It's That's really good. For lunch. It's so good, man. With Fuck fucking yeah, it fried is. egg on it. Oh. Yeah, they put the fried egg. So Did you have the hot good. pot? Yeah, I have no idea. That's a Doso. I have it's, no idea. It's a it's hey, doso. Look at Ralphie. Doso. <laughs> it's the uh, uh, the it's like a big stone bowl they heat it in. Did yeah, 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 yeah. You I had, had that. that? Yeah, yeah. That's doso bimbimbap. It was so fucking and good. And what Joey? kind of meat did you have? Pork. Pork. Or meat? Yeah. Short rib. Oh, nice. And it's oh fucking. I'm obsessed with And the sauce with Asian and the vegetables right and yeah. the egg and you mix it all up and the egg yolk so gets in there. So fucking good. You ever go to take a bow? Over on Ventura, it's I so love fucking those. good. You know those Chinese so bow, the the muffin. They stuff it with everything, you know that like um, that uh, dumpling, that uh, rice, the real white one, the soft one. Yeah. And they put all this different stuff in there, meat and vegetables and shit. It's fucking amazing, and it's like two bucks. You just order a bunch of. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Right. What up? I was pissed. Today. I went for sushi today. They fucked up my order. And I got up and left. My Man, uh, I was just in uh, Baltimore. BWI, oh. they have a great sushi spot out there by uh, Gate Eleven. I'm telling you, man, those guys. I had albacore, uh, three orders, two orders of unagi, sashimi, and all this was sashimi, and then tuna and uh, tuna belly, uh, toro. I had all that and some and a couple of rolls. It was terrific, man. Like forty bucks in Baltimore Airport. In Baltimore Airport. And it was great. Big pieces, fresh. It was so good, man. It was just like, this is the perfect way to fly. I mean, that's the perfect food to fly on. It's not yeah. heavy. Yeah. It's good. It's clean. You feel like a human. Yeah. It makes you drink a ton of water. I get that red sriracha sauce, so I get a nice heat to me. Oh, I fucking love I fucking sriracha. love that, man. Sriracha, best. man. If I had, if you had introduced me to sriracha before Tabasco, I don't know if I ever, ever would have fucked with Tabasco. I don't like Tabasco anymore. It's too uh, I'm vinegary. A crystal, I'm a crystal motherfucker anyway. Oh me yeah, crystal. You me can't. too. I went to a Cuban joint there. They gave me sriracha. I looked at them. Joey, crystal's the shit. How good was that? Fu- was that? Uh, was that gumbo in Austin across the street from the hotel? Oh, every fucking day. Every. Fucking day. Oh, stop. Pompados. Watch out, Jack. Every I would get I would get the one with sausage and seafood in it. And they put a raw clam and let it cook in there while they walk it to you. And you get it and you eat it and it just all the my God. And the fucking chopped seafood salad from Papa Do's as Let me listen, tell you what dude, though guys Nobody goes to Papa Do's To get a chopped seafood salad No but it's fucking yeah. amazing It's fucking amazing Yeah The Greek salad's the shit too The Greek salad the, I mean bro the, That's legendary I had, a, I had a piece of fish one night I just said let me get a piece of fish Whatever the fuck it was Yeah right got one. It was amazing They're amazing Yeah I got I mean, some I got I got red fish uh, Black and red fish With the, the mashed potatoes Like a doctor it's the shit's the greatest, and put the uh, the opalasa sauce on it. It's like blackened uh, crab and oysters and shrimp. 
and yeah. there's mushrooms in there and some little bit of onion and stuff like that. Of a uh, like a brown sauce goes on top of it. Oh. Woo. Woo. I can't. I like um. Uh, oh, by the way, guys, I got barbecue sauce coming. Ralphie Mays, uh, uh, Fat Baby Jesus Barbecue Sauce. Fat Baby Jesus Barbecue yeah, Sauce? Yeah, I've got Fat Baby Jesus, which is a black baby, okay, on the label. All right, and then I've got um, a hot and spicy one, which is called uh, Superstar Giner, okay, after pussy meat, all right? And um, and then I have a hot with teriyaki. Is this the same okay, barbecue, barbecue sauce that I had in my fridge? Yeah. Fucking barbecue sauce is good got, as I shit. Made my barbecue <laughs> this barbecue sauce. sauce is good as shit. You yeah. believe that we live in Los Angeles, California? Oh, I made that, that one's called Lucy Roo, by the way. The teriyaki yeah. uh, for Lucy Lou. I called yeah. it Lucy Roo. <laughs> Fuck em. Lucy Roo, how bad is it that right now we couldn't get Papa Doe's quality food in Los Angeles right now? How sad <laughs> is that? Papa Doe's isn't Dantana's. No, it isn't the palm. No, it's a medium place, right? And that is, you think you're eating at the palm? The shrimp, yeah, the yeah. shrimp in there. You think there, it's, the it's terrific? Palm. But they take the they they know who they're catering to, and they do the price point and do it so good and affordable. I mean, you know, their servers there make like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Really, Papa does? Yeah, man. They're always busy. Always. Oh, they busy, are busy. Always, always busy. busy. Always. And that is and that is uh yeah. You gotta remember they're in Texas where they tip big. Tip big. They tip. Everybody really? in Texas is doing good right now. And everybody that they go into, the people that go to that Papa Do's, next time you go there on Saturday, listen. Look. Listen to who's Hi Joe. Hi Tina. Oh my God. Great. Yeah, I did see a you bunch know, of yeah. Last week I had the tuna. This week I'm gonna get the salmon. Yeah. yeah. See it. They this is their life. They go every fucking yeah, they Saturday. Go every they go every Friday. And they know everybody lunch. there. The fucking cocktails there. I don't drink. That's the cocktails are amazing. Bar. Oh, that bar, bar. on oh, Saturday that's night. A tremendous the bar, greatest, guys. greatest uh, New Year's Day I ever had was in Beaumont, Texas. After I did uh, the club there the weekend, all right. And Lana and I were just starting to date, and Stacy and Jody and I and Lana all went to Papa Do's, and we had fucking Bloody Marys for oh. four hours. Fucking right? banana pudding, the alligator. banana pudding uh, in the in the mason jar. All right, and but they had al- we had alligator, we had eight or a dozen oysters. Okay, we all ate like doctors and and, and drank all day long. It was the greatest day. I fucking I, I man, when you find something good, I just said to my wife, I said to Leanne, I was I was like, you know what, I wouldn't mind doing like getting like like uh, you can move that if you I'm move right, that I'm back. Right. Okay, um, I was like, I wouldn't mind like once a Thursday night, like once when I'm in town, like on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Going out and exploring different cuisines, like yeah. Burmese food, you know, like just food that I've never had. I've never had Ethiopian food. Yeah. I know that people love it. And you can it's eat it with your hands. Plate. Is it? Is it? <laughs> they come in. And they They're just starving. apologize. Starving. Sorry. Uh, sorry. But like, I don't fuck Flies around. Are free. I don't really get. I don't really fuck around with too many different ethnicities. Right. Foods. We had pho for the first time. Leanne and I together, mm-hmm. and she was panicked. She was like. She was like, "I don't. This is stupid. I don't even know what. I don't know what anything is on the menu. It's like a bunch of different beefs and then like one chicken. I don't. You know what? Let's just leave. Let's just go. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I go look. I, I don't have a problem being a, made, like looking foolish. So I go. I'll bring the guy over and I'll just ask him. Yeah. Brought the guy over. Got nice as shit. And he was like, he was like, oh yeah, yeah. First time, first time. And then I hate to do the Asian accent, but you know. And then he tells her. He tells her what to order. She ate it. She fucking. He came over, taught her how to make it. She loved it. And I was like, how cool, man. You experienced some new shit. Yeah. 
It's the best, man. Have you ever gone on like Sunday down to Chinatown for that dim sum buffet? No. Dude, it's fucking great. Take the kids down there. I love it. There's there's like fish tanks with live fish. The people they they take those fish and fucking gut them up and fry them a whole fish. If you want a whole fish, Segura does that shit. Segura yeah. is really into like different cuisines and different places to eat. He is a little bit of a foodie, you know. Like he loves that shit. We went to go to dinner one night. Me and him. I never hang out with that guy. Is he cool? He's, He's a cool fucking awesome. I need to hang He's out with cool him more. He's a real He's dude. A real cool He's I need to hang out with him. He's he. I mean, I I've, need to invite them to my party. You should, man. He's yeah. he's he's one of those guys that's like, it's like, uh, uh, you almost think he doesn't like you because he's so real. Like, and I, <laughs> and I, I break his balls a lot. See, I all didn't the time. think he, I've met him a couple of times. And I didn't think he liked me. No, he just isn't one of those guys. He's like, he's a lot like, like you're like me. Joey's like Segura. Like Joey is is uh, Joey and Segura are similar in that in that they are wary they're, of people. They're re- well, yeah, they're wary of people, but they're just real people. And so they're not going to go over the top. They're not going to fucking make you feel like they want they, they want to suck your dick. They're just going to hang out and they're going to get to know you. And if they like you, they'll make jokes that you know you'll you'll have real conversations. Yeah, he's a yeah. good dude. He's he great. Makes me laugh. Him and his wife make me laugh. Yeah. Well, I want to invite them. I to can't our believe party. You, you don't hang out with him. I've never never really known him. Yeah, he's great, man. Yeah. He's I don't know the, him. I don't know. I don't know anybody. You guys. Anymore. I don't know anyone anymore. I feel like I'm I know, fucking, man. I'm an old dude, man. You know, this yeah, is my 25th year of comedy. Are you serious? Yeah. Weird. I'm only on. You've been doing it 10 years longer than me. Yeah. This will be my 15th. What about wow. you? What you've about had you a lot guys? of success in 15 years. I'm super talented. I think so. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking lucky. I think I'm lucky. And here's the other thing. The one thing I say, like people go. Well, give me some advice. My only advice is I never, I've never said no to anything. That's I just have said yes to everything and allowed whatever opportunity to unfold. And it's like, like even featuring, you know, a lot of people like go, oh yeah, you get, you know, hook up with a dude and, and they pay away. I was never with anyone that paid my way. Like yeah, I, always, right? I always had to pay for my flight, yeah, my hotel, right? my fucking like. And I went out of pocket. I had I made a lot of money really early in this business. And I went out of pocket and I to, to learn the business. Yeah. And I fucking I and I just said yes. If someone said they had a date, I'd go and I'd fucking do that date. I remember flying into cities that I didn't even have dates at, and they're like, if you're there, we'll get you up. And I was like, All right. And then I fucking did that. I did that for so long and then all of a sudden it was like headlining seemed like, Oh, making money. I wasn't making any money, making like fifteen hundred bucks right. a weekend, but I was like, Oh, it's better than being out of pocket seven hundred bucks. Yeah. So I, mean, that's, I don't know. That's the way I've always looked at it. I just never said no to anything. Have you ever turned down something that you regret? Mm-hmm. What? I'm dying to know what you... I bet you turned down so much shit. Just stupid shit. Really? It's fucking weird the last couple of years. People can't... And now, like the last... Since I've been doing a podcast, I don't want to do shit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do shit. Like, I turned down an audition tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I'm just not going. I really? Do yeah, I don't want to do shit. No, I wish I. I wish I had turned I out more auditions. Now I think things out, and I see if I turned down meetings. If it's yeah, not I down oh, meetings, fuck I that. Fuck, I love general meetings. No, no I, I love. Know. I used to love them. Not fucking anymore. good general now, meetings. Now it's just a pain in my ass. It's a pain in my ass. You want to meet me eleven? Let's do it. Four thirty to talk about what? Four <laughs> thirty. Yeah, what? you're right. A four thirty meeting sucks dick. You know no shit. Everybody's ready to go home. They're all and they're all at four thirty. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It's yeah. really weird how in the last three years, I, I just turned down something on TV as four episodes. 
some hidden show with camp. No, no. It's 2013. Yeah. It's not going to change my life. I got, where do I have to, first questions now when you call me is, where do I have to, where's the shoot? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to give you four. Where's this shoot? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Where's the shoot? Where's the shoot? Let's go there first. Where's the shoot? Is it after? How many days? Oh, no. Right. I already see the move. I already see it. In fact, the people called me. They offered it to me on a Friday. I thought it was really cute. Like, they offered it to me on a Friday. And I did the right thing on the phone. I said, let me just go home and look at my calendar and double check. And I called one of the producers that called me first. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I just got the call. I'm really excited. I'm going to go home and look at my calendar. So what's it going to take? He goes, oh. You gotta be. We're gonna shoot in uh, like in between San Diego, like twenty minutes from San Diego on Monday morning. That means I got Pasadena leave the house in the morning. Go fuck <laughs> yeah. yourself. And I seen what the money was, which wasn't bad, but I already had my Monday planned out. I had yeah. my daughter for three hours, and mom I'm gonna take her for a walk. I'm gonna go eat breakfast with her. You know what? For me to go down there to do a set with some fucking dude, I don't know what's the guy from from the hospital show. That's who the host is. Uh, Zach Brandt? No, the black kid. Oh, show. Donald Faison. Donald Faison. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he was in. Uh, I know what Scrubs. he looks like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, but he's, he's on Scrubs. But yeah, is he funny? Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably yeah, for that sure. round. For that round. For yeah. that realm, and, and it's funny that I, I thought about it. <laughs> for that realm. For that realm, yeah. Well, what it, realm is that? Hey, listen, man. King like, hey, realm? welcome back. Yeah, You know who Vinnie Curto is? No. You know who Vinnie Curto is? No. He's a boxer that won. The WBC Championship at 44. He came here and he wrote a fucking script and sold it to Marky. Oh, Wahlberg. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, let me tell you what I do to Vinnie Curto. I walk into an audition. I see Vinnie Curto. I go, Vinnie, what are you doing here? Look at what? Oh, I heard this story. Keep going. I go, Vinnie, De Niro's casting a movie called Boxing is, you know, I just make up a story. Yeah. And he'll go, let me go get a pen. Who's casting it? And I go, Ralphie Mack. I heard that name, but I never heard from him. He'll come back and go, what's the name of the movie? I go, the Joe Rogan story. <laughs> Who's casting it? Burt Kreischer. I know that name. <laughs> he'll write it down, but he'll put it in a briefcase. Ten minutes later, he'll come back to me at the audition. and go, Joey, what's the name of that movie? Yeah. You know, fucking Spicks Flying Through Windows. That's a good movie. Who's directing it? Adam Sandler. I know that name. I know that right? name. <laughs> This, then I get home an hour later. <laughs> I get the phone, away, and he'll call again. Joey. Who, oh God. Who do I have to call for this movie? I mean, yeah. I'm a torture chamber. <laughs> but let me tell you about something about Vinnie Curdo. He said to me one day. I didn't even know this. We were sitting one day talking, and I said something about a TV actor. I, go, I think that guy's funny. And in the middle of his fucking whatever he hears in his head, bing or yeah, you know, hit him in the head or whatever. You yeah, bing. <laughs> <laughs> Back to your corner. He goes, Joey, that guy ain't got nothing on you. In his life, there's a word you've never heard, and that's cut and action. I go, you're fucking right. He goes, when you're up there on that stage doing your thing, there ain't no cut. Let's do it again. There ain't no action. There ain't no editor running in at 12 o'clock at night to make you look pretty. You're what you are. And I thought about him. like, he's fuck. Look at this guy Uh like goof on. Yeah, you know, like goof on that ain't that fucking sharp telling me this. Yeah. So there's right a TV there. realm. Yeah. There's people. How many times have you gone to a set and the guy says the joke eight times and everybody laughs the same way eight right. times? Yeah. Come on. Knock it off. Then when the show ends, that guy's on that guy's trying to get the stand up. Oh, you see yeah. those guys? God. And uh, now because somebody because oh, somebody lied to him on the set. That's good luck. Oh. That's for the spirits. Yeah. That's a good one. Right there. We're right here in the corner. Yeah, right. Uh and and and, and that's what happens. It's a different realm. 
That's the realm I'm talking. I'm not putting anybody down in case somebody listens to this and go, Joe, who the fuck are you? I'm talking about two different realms. Yeah. I'm talking about what me, Ralphie, Baron, Bray, Christ, do. We put years in, 15, 21, 25. Mm-hmm. When we go on stage, it's a one-shot deal. Yeah. When, we, when you shoot a Comedy Central special, either one of you, I've never had that opportunity. If your best joke that works in 50 states doesn't work that night, you don't stop the camera. No. And go, let me explain this yeah. joke to you. Uh, I got this joke one night when I was thinking about God. No, you said it, it died. Yeah. But if yeah. it's TV, they'll cut it. And they go, do it again. Take you know, it one more and time. Then, and then they'll look at the ADs. And the ADs, ah, <laughs> ah. You know, not, yeah. next thing you know, you're at the back of the improv now. Oh, ah, yeah. God. Ah, shut the fuck up. Don't fake laugh. Yeah. And then they go into the real world and find out. There was a girl. Do you remember Gavin used to hang out with a girl that was doing. Uh, a fucking public access show in New Orleans. I'll never forget this girl. Because this is one of many Hollywood disgusto stories <laughs> that nobody knows about. She was doing a public access show on, on a TV station in New Orleans. You know the girl? Yeah. And uh, Dave Becky or somebody saw her. Yeah. Called the public access station, some big manager, got her name and number, Brought her up the next week, got her a deal for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Shut sight up. unseen. Swear to and God, and got her an audition for Sinai Live, which she didn't want to do mm-hmm. because she wanted to be on Mad TV first. Mad TV did not take her; she wasn't good enough for Mad TV. But a new show came along. The Cedric the Entertainer had a show on Fox. Yeah, the executive producer was Louis C.K. Nobody remembers that shit. Yeah. Really, Louis hired me for the show. Yeah, they got picked up for six episodes. By the third episode, this girl was calling herself the queen. On her door, it was a queen in her castle. When you went into her dressing room, she actually was that big in her head that she designed it like a queen, a princess. And she had a thing by her dressing room that said the princess. And she thought in her mind, because she was doing the fucking uh, CW, whatever, yeah. uh, whatever his name is. He's a great guy, whatever I'm talking about. Yeah. She thought that he was, this was the greatest show in her life. Well, the six episodes of that show ended, and that bitch slays a photographer. Really? Photographer. And she's married. She's fatter than fucking I am. And she's a fucking <laughs> photographer, okay? But, you know, when she came here, and I watched this girl, and you see guys like us that really work hard. Yeah. And we don't get nothing for $250,000. They yeah. gave this yeah. girl... Two hundred fifty thousand. She hadn't even done a fucking open mic. In Shit, life. that was well. That 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 used to happen. I mean, that guy Chicken, all the time. Chicken was the dude. Man, I he's the. I heard someone tell you the other day he's the guy that killed development deals. He did because he got a five hundred thousand dollar development deal. No, it was more than that. Really, seven hundred fifty. He tied Mitch Mitch Hedberg's a seven fifty. Hedberg had a seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar deal. Hedberg pulled That's one it. out of Montreal. That was a with a bag of heroin. <laughs> they gave him seven fifty, and then the guy dropped a little bag of dirty needles the and walked out the room. Seven, yeah. Fucking fifty. Listen, bro. Else in drink? For, for all you, for, let me get two of them. For all you comedians who think you're bad and shit like that, Mitch Hedberg. Here, I got one Mitch, Mitch Hedberg did. See if you got a regular soda. Mitch Hedberg did. A fucking, for a lot of people don't know, Ralphie remembers this shit because we're both here. Fuck yeah, dude. Ralph, Mitch Hedberg went to motherfucking Montreal and came back. Broke. And they shut the improv on a Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, they did. To showcase him. Monday night was writers and Tuesday and Wednesdays was showrunners. Producers and showrunners. Producers. Yeah. And packed with people. And Mitch couldn't talk to any of us. He had bad anxiety that night. 
Because he had to talk to all these fucking assholes. How's that for you? They closed the motherfucking improv. I remember that shit. Fuck yeah, and man. They asked if he was the next Seinfeld. Remember Time Magazine? Yeah. You don't remember this. This is so you can spread this fucking story. A lot of people don't remember this. Yeah. When Mitch Hedberg destroyed Montreal. Destroyed it. And he came back. Like, let's say they came back on a Sunday. That Monday and Tuesday, they shut the improv down. Shut it down! Because they did two nights of showcasing for Mitch yeah. Hedberg. What? Monday night was writers, something each and night. Tuesday night was uh, executive producers and mm-hmm. showrunners. That's a true story. Two nights they shut. They don't even shut the fucking... They used to shoot uh, uh, the Laugh Factory for CAA yeah. when they did their showcase to the public. Yeah. This was shut to the public, just writers, sold out, line outside of writers, yeah. and Tuesday night showrunners... And fucking executive producers. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, man. Serious it was the craziest group. shit you that ever was seen, craziest man. Craziest shit you ever seen. And, and Mitch was so. You were dead. Everybody was dead. They didn't, yeah. Nobody. Everybody was in the Mitch Hedberg business. Yeah. Holy shit. Everybody. Everybody. I had one set. I had one set when I was uh, a young. I was a young comic and I did a uh, ICM showcase. It was me. Do you remember. Uh, Reno Collier. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. Reno Collier, uh, Nick Swartzen, Dane Cook, uh, Earthquake. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott like Henry. Oh, uh, Scott Henry. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in forever. And, uh, Is he still doing comedy? Yeah, yeah. He's got a podcast with someone. I just ran into him. I ran into him at the Dallas airport the other day. Not well, the other day, a year ago. Um, but so I, I go up and and I it was when I was my first showcase, and I was like I was like I was just excited to be on it, and I could one we're all upstairs. ICM has the whole place. It's all you know exact. Yeah. And upstairs, everyone's <laughs> jockeying for the lineup, and no one wanted to follow Earthquake. No one wanted to follow Earthquake. Really? Yep. Scott Henry Henry went first. Earthquake went second, and I and and I was supposed to go fourth, and whoever it was, I won't say his name. Whoever it was, was like, "Fuck, I'm I've been doing this longer than Bird. I have a better shot of getting a deal." Put Bird after Earthquake. He's brand new to the business, so I went up after Earthquake. I'd had a deal with Will Smith the year before. I came in. No shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get these deals? Just fucking right place at the right time. And that Rolling Stone article was written about me. It was like I had a little bit of a backstory going into it. So and I and I was okay at stand up. Not great, but okay. And uh so Earthquake goes on and he the room was still kind of mediocre. It was the Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory. He leveled it. Leveled it. Yeah. He leveled it. That's the night he talked about he that he set a bomb in his house or something. He put a bomb in his porch, black people. I don't know. Black people can't be terrorists. I, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. With a bomb. I don't remember. I don't remember watching his set because it was before I realized. Because I, ago. yeah, at the, at the laugh factory, probably yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. he goes up. He goes up. I mean, I guess he has a good set. I don't fucking remember. I went up and lit the room on fucking fire. It's wow. the only time in my in my career. It is the highlight of my career. I remember that day like it was anything because I remember when I said Kathy Griffin was hosting. Kathy Griffin was hosting. Scott Henry went first. Earthquake went second. I went third. And Kathy Griffin gets on stage and grabs me and goes, that was just a dream set. You changed your life. And I went, I was like, really? And she was, and as I'm walking off stage, I see everyone getting up, walking to the bathrooms where you were going to go. And I walked over and Barry Katz grabbed me and he walked me into the hallway. And he's like, he's not talking to anyone right now. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, Papa, you're going to make so much fucking money. 
everyone wants to work. And people were trying to talk to me about, hey, I got a show idea. I got a show idea. And I was like, and he shepherded me off to the side, put me in a car and fucking, he was like, get out of here. And I was like, really? He's like, don't talk to a fucking soul. The next day, I'll never forget this. I had more meetings. I was supposed to go to Scotland with Patrice. I had more meetings that day than I've ever had in this business. I mean, like in 15-minute increments, we were driving around town, like everywhere and everywhere and everywhere. And it was like one of those days where you're like, oh, shit. And I got a deal from it. And it was like, but, not, you know, nothing happened of it. Nothing, You know, that's the way that business worked back then is like you had one hot set and everyone fucking jumped to be in, on your team. And then, but you didn't have any talent. Like, I didn't have any talent. I got a TV show out of it. I got the X show. I did that for a year and a half or a year. But, like, I didn't know how to fucking host a show. I didn't know how to do, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't even know how to do stand-up. I could barely do seven minutes. I could do seven minutes. I was like Chris Tucker. I could do seven minutes with a Michael Jackson impression at the end. And, uh, but, yeah, I got a deal and then got a TV show. and That's crazy. Yeah, that, but I, everything was like that. I did when I got my deal with Will Smith. I did one set random that his dude was in the audience and saw, and was like, "I think Will would like you." And I was like, "Great." He's like, "Meet him." So we met and we hung out. We had a good time, and then and he liked me. And then I never forget Barry is like, "He wants to see you do stand up one more time." And I was like, "Motherfucker, I don't know if I can make that happen again." Because it was like I had a great set that one night, right? But with the pressure on, I was like, "I don't know if I can do it again." And I what went do you on. think of Barry? He's not your manager now, right? No, no, no. I love Barry. I think Barry's great. I have no problems with Barry. Yeah. I, I did listen to a podcast where he kind of talked shit about me. And uh, I was like, I was like, I was like, fuck, Barry. He does a podcast, Barry? No, he did this other dude's podcast. And their agenda was to talk shit about me. And I was like, eh, whatever. Like, I, it comes with the territory. Is he still out managing people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he came to Vegas to my taping. And, uh,. Stayed the whole thing. Saw me and Lana. He's, I, I'm going to tell you what. Here's my two cents about Barry. Despite whatever he said about me, that that you could take either way, it's the entertainment business. Everything fucking comes off, goes on in one ear out the other. Roll it off my back. Like, I don't care. Um, I think he can make magic happen for people. I think if he's interested in you and he gets a passion about you, I think he can make magic happen. I think him getting fired from New Wave was the best thing that ever happened for anyone that works with him because I think he's hungry again. And I told him at one point, I was like, the hungry Barry is the guy I want to be with. The guy that, the guy that's making the millions off of Dane and whoever else's clients are that are big at the time. I was like, the, the cruising Barry was exhausting because he just didn't have a time for you. He wanted to call right. it. Yeah. But this hungry Barry where he's starting his own company and he's... 55 and he's trying to prove himself again and I heard he's going through a divorce going through his divorce his wife's writing about it on facebook what she's blogging about the divorce on facebook so like uh, yeah i mean it, it's I like he got left. Is he still around? he's yeah, got some people the he's the executive producer of the two broke girls sure yeah but, yeah but here but but is that figurehead or yeah, is it just, no he got fired He's not. He's not like. He's not showing up on set. I'll tell you that. He's not. He's not going in and having any fucking. He that was is the. manager, but she launched him. He. She. Yeah. Everybody launched. Him. He was Whitney's manager, and then she. She fired him. I don't know why she fired him. Everyone's got reasons for firing him. I only fired him just because I couldn't get him on the phone. And randomly, the day I fired him, he answered. <laughs> I said. I said. I swear to God. I go. This is how the universe works. I go. If he answers, I'm gonna fire him. <laughs> Second ring. Hey, Papa. I was like, fuck, I gotta fire him. So I fucking fired him. I was in an elevator too. That's how little I thought he'd answer. I was in an elevator. I fired him and then I lost him and I was like, I'll call you back. <laughs> he, he was 
he's a good dude, man. I like I always like Barry, and I thought he had I thought he gave great advice, and I thought his insights on the comedian's brain were always fucking astute, and like I don't think yeah, right. I think he knows what he's doing. I. I think he's really good at helping people shape sets. Like to to do a set, he his insight is uh, is invaluable. Um, he can get you great meetings, and he's always great in a room with you. Like he's really good in a room. But uh, I've also found that you know, for having said that, there's a lot of people that can do that too. Like it's not like who you know, are you with, like manager? Judy, because I'm looking for a manager. Judy. Oh no, I'm in no danger. <laughs> you don't like Judy. <laughs> Dude, years ago, she told me I was too fat to do aspirin. <laughs> I got a standing ovation. She told me I was too fat to do aspirin. Too fat to do TV. What uh? And no. now, now I've got five specials or six. Yeah. Now. Okay, I just recorded six. So I mean, it's like really. Yeah. I must be doing something right. You know, uh, Barry told me that Patrice would never make it because he needed to get his teeth fixed, and I was like, "What?" And that's coming from Barry. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> I go, Barry. He goes, I don't know why anyone would want to look at him on TV. His teeth look horrible. He needs to get them fixed if he wants to be successful. If he wants any success in this business, he needs to get his teeth fixed. And he needs to lose the... I mean, his attitude is not It's not healthy. I was like, you mean, are you talking about one of the greater comic voices of our time? Yeah. Patrice O'Neill? The guy that everyone fucking literally talks legions about. And his teeth yeah. is what made the fucking man. Yeah, you, yeah, you start taking away the things that make the man, the things that make you the guy you are on stage, right? Like a fucked up grill that you've had your whole life and you've never been yeah, able you to fix it. You're gonna you shit to bed. You're yeah. done. You it's know? like it's like uh, you know it's not that not that losing weight's one thing you know, but like like I, I don't want to ever be like ripped and get on stage ripped and be like, <laughs> I like, think you'd be awesome ripped. <sighs> I mean, I'd I love mean, to as look. much as you take your shirt off. Hey, I take it off because I'm not ripped. If I was ripped, I I'd never take so it off. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you doing otherwise, man? I mean, what is this? I love that trip flip show, bro. I got to be honest with you. I watch it all the time. I tweet about oh, thanks, it. Thanks, man. I uh, I like the fact that you go and you make people. You change their lives. You give them something intangible in the fact that you give them memories, and it's just a wonderful, cathartic show to watch. If you want a happy ending in your day. You watch Trip It's it is that that positive energy shit, man. I, yeah, I love man. it. I love it's it. A good thing. I love it, and it's a, f- a fucking fun show. We're shooting another season of that. It should start in like September. We're How doing- long do you shoot that for? Forever. Oh really? It takes fucking forever. Yeah, because you do like you do like f- one episode takes like four or five days. Five days with travel, so you're talking about like, and we do ten out. So like, fly out, shoot, fly to the next city, shoot. But we're gonna change it this year. You know, it's like, it sucks because, I don't know, maybe I'm too critical, but like, I fight super hard to make to make sure that the casting of that is genuine, yeah. but even still watching it, it looks a little fucking posed. Yeah. And so, so I, was, I said something about that, and they were like, well, we can make it, make it so fucking genuine that it, it is going to be exhausting. And I was like, let's try it. So we're going to try a new way of, like, like a, a more genuine way of casting, like, see if that works, but, yeah. you know... It's 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 a, it's always every show every show I've ever been's always in a, been a work in progress, you know. Yeah, it's a good show. What are you I doing like more it. comedy? I'm on the road, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, I've had two weeks off. It's what fucking... are you? Uh, I'm hosting a TV. I mean, uh, it's going to be shot for TV, probably Showtime uh, comedian special. It's in the fall, and it's you'd be one of four comics. 
I, I got it. The money's I, pretty good. I got a, I've got an offer to do an hour at Showtime. Yeah. But I just, it's just, I don't have time to shoot it. Like, I don't, I don't feel like, like, I don't have time to write work on the hour. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I fucking feel like I, Joey, when are you going to do an hour? September. You, yeah? Christine Pavinsky can't come for the show. I don't think she's going to do a thing on Sunday. She's out of town. Oh, yeah. We got to find out where Falcon is. Christine Pavinsky? Yeah. Buns? Yeah. He's got to be in town. So where, uh, what are you, uh, where are you taping in September? Taping a CD in June. Are you? CD. Just Why? A CD. Just a, just an audio. Here, pull the mic a little closer. Just an audio, and then I'm doing this special in October, right downtown. I'm gonna shoot at Lacey Studios. Nice. That's awesome. Are you gonna release it online? Online. Fuck yeah. I'm not doing nothing with nobody. Somebody just approached me. Two people approached me. I said no. Really. Yeah, they want all the money. I don't need them. What do I need them for now? That's what I don't understand. I don't need them. That's yeah. it. It's over. I didn't. I needed them ten years ago. They didn't like me. Now they want to call me, and they want to take the first whatever. No, no, no. You have no idea what you could do online. And every month you get a check. It's a residual check every fucking month. Yeah. yeah. Every time you do a podcast, you sell two thousand of them. Right. So why am I gonna go and do that? And then these other people contact me to do the jail. Uh, no, I don't want to do none of that stuff. Right. I go online, I want to do the fucking Jew. What's the Jew from the 60s? Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. <laughs> it's a box. He don't move. It's a yeah. fucking box. Yeah. They don't show the audience. They don't, nobody. Right. It's a fucking box. There's no reason. Why are you showing the guy? He ain't even laughing. Why are you showing him? Yeah. I know. You know? I want to do that on my next special. I'm in this next special. I, I watched all of Richard Pryor's stuff, and you never saw the audience. No, so this that's is a new what thing. I did. This is new avant-garde director. Well, yeah. for what? I watched the a Tom Arnold up? one the other night. Oh, I've never seen garbage. something so bad. Because, and it's my child, what's his name? Montoya and those guys. This is what they did. They they laugh-tracked it. But the laugh track oh, they got, you, it was the laughter. So they're laughing, but nobody's doing this. Yeah. They're just sitting like fucking, they're at a wake. Yeah. Watching Tom yeah. Arnold. You know, I don't need that. Yeah. You know, listen, Well, that's not you. More people have the computer than have Showtime. Yeah. For a Showtime special, you kill, you're wasting my time. Because more people, when you started in this, everybody in this room had goals. And the goal was an HBO special. Nobody talked about Showtime. Nobody even mentioned yeah. fucking Showtime. Yeah. Unless you're going to watch Dexter. Nobody mentioned Comedy Central Showtime. wasn't even around then. Comedy Central wasn't even around. Yeah. Everybody knows that the end all beat. That was, was the HBO. benchmark for stand up. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They mm-hmm. still want to give Rob Klein specials and Judy <laughs> Tenuta. Be my fucking guest. It's 2013. Yeah. So it's never going to happen. We all know that, yeah, Showtime is great, blah, blah, blah. I've seen some great people do great stand-up on Showtime that nobody really felt. Patrice yeah. O'Neill did his special on Showtime, seen- and he said to me, I go, man, congratulations. He goes, ah, it's Showtime. I said, what? And he goes, it's Showtime. And I said, well, yeah, but it's still a fucking great special. He goes, he goes it's not HBO. I said, yeah, and he goes, he goes do you have Showtime? <laughs> I remember no. the time I did, and I go, no. And he goes, exactly. <laughs> Comedy Central, you get some life. You're Showtime's right. definitely they stepped up to the bench, and they, they're doing a lot more in comedy. And I think HBO's dropped the ball a tad bit. Yeah, they have. And I mean, and they're giving dumb money away, man. I mean, Robert Klein specials, Kill Yourself. All right, but I mean, they spent a ton of money on those. That, ton of money. That yeah. fucking thing with Colin Quinn, the history of the yeah. world, because Seinfeld directed it. Right. It was a great thing, but not enough for HBO. Yeah. You know, that was for sucking sci-fi or something. That's not an HBO, but, but God forbid, Jerry Seinfeld's attached to it. You know, God forbid, you know. Yeah. yeah. We can't fucking do 
fucking. That was 20 years ago. Get your fucking clocks fixed. No shit. All right? That was 20 fucking years ago. What, um, what, what was I just going to say to you about, uh, fuck. No, what were you saying about the editing? Oh, oh, I know what I want to tell you. Fucking this afternoon, uh, I come back. I get, I was in monster traffic with the girls. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed. I go and I get in Isla's bed. George is in. Isla's playing. George is in her room. She's watching TV. And I said, uh, I said, hey, baby, do me a favor. Can you see? I wanted to see if something's on. She goes, daddy, this room doesn't have cable. I go, what? Her TV doesn't even have fucking cable. All they do is they go in off the wireless and stream fucking things off Netflix. She has a TV that doesn't isn't even attach to cable. I go, yeah. that's the future. That's the future. Uh, she doesn't look is. at her TV as a, as like as like what channel do I watch? She goes, what do I want to watch? Types it in, finds it, and watches it. I yeah. was like, fucking. That's what I think people want to switch to. I think they won't do linear TV. They're not going to wait a week. They want it all fast now. Yeah. Right? And I think people like watching it in spurts and chunks. They they binge on it. And I think that's the way it is. I think network television, maybe you got 10 years. Uh, if that. If that. Yeah. If that. Listen, maybe. You really, let me tell you something. They talk about this modern family fucking show. My that wife watches that shit. I watched that a couple weeks ago. It stinks. If that's the hottest show on television. Kill yourself. Then we got a fucking problem. I've never seen it. I mean, all these shows... They just said that The Soprano was the best show ever on television. Yeah, I heard that. Ago. I heard that. And it's because of the writing the first two seasons. Yeah. About a month ago, I got stuck because it's on every... You know, HBO brought The Sopranos back. Yeah. It's on at 8 o'clock every night in New York and 5 o'clock here. Really? And yeah. they keep playing them. Every fucking day, they start them all over. Yeah. And I watched the first two seasons religiously because it's some of the best writing TV has ever had. Yeah. That episode yeah. with Christopher Columbus. When they wanted to fight the Indians over, yeah. over torturing Christopher Columbus, the American yeah. Indians. Yeah. That's brilliant shit. Yeah. You know the reason why you'll never see another mob movie again in this country or a mob television show? Because he did it all. That's it. You can't show up with a Vinny or a... I went to see that Iceman, by the way. Yeah. How was it? Horrific. No! Horrific. Are you no! Horrific. Horrific. Don't say that! Horrific. For somebody who knows Are the you story, shitting me? And to sit there and to see them just chop up. The, just ah. goes in. You know, if you watch the documentary on HBO, he tells a story about one. Which Chris, one? There's like four well, of them, Well, the right? first one was the first two yeah. were really good. After that, he, got, he just got like a Jesus complex. He killed everybody. He was there when they killed Jesus. Yeah. You know, he killed the Kennedys. I mean, they, after a while, he was just <laughs> killing everybody. Yeah. If you read the book, the last four chapters, he just became this fucking... You know, in his mind. Oh, I was there when they killed him. No, you weren't. Yeah. But he just, uh, and it's funny, he had one great story where he went to the guy's house on Christmas Day. Yeah. And he killed the guy. And the guy goes, Jesus, no, it's Christmas. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave for an hour. I'm going to lock the door. If Jesus, you pray. If Jesus opens the fucking door, I'll come back. I won't kill you. But if Jesus don't open the door, I'm going to fucking kill you. Comes back an hour later, the door is locked. He comes in, he shoots the guy. He goes home. And the girl got, guy goes to him, so what did you feel when you killed the guy and went home for Christmas Day? He goes, well, I was pissed because when I was building my kids' toys, they didn't include all the screws. In the movie, he shot the guy the same way, but he didn't talk about Christmas or going home. Yeah. That was, he, there was just so many things that were inconsistent. Like, like I grew up with the Prongate. The Prongate was the Mr. Softy character in that. Yeah. I grew up with the Sons. 
Really? I knew that. I knew people that knew the father. I knew the, I hit on the mother on a quaalude. I hit on the mother <laughs> at Janeiro's in Hoboken after the father died. The father yeah. died, and I seen the mother out. I was 17. The mother's fucking banging. She's looking 35. I'm sucking on her neck. She's like, Joey, how many times you eat cookies at my house? Not at all. <laughs> I'm sucking on her fucking neck. And I knew the kids, and I remember that the football coach one told me that the, they were scared of the father. After the father died, he, he had a, he had his job was he was Mr. Softy. He sold ice cream. But his real job was he dug holes in the cemetery. What they didn't tell you after they killed him was that he used, he was burying people. Well, let's say he killed Bert Kreischer and somebody died and they were going to bury him. He'd just throw you under the body. So he'd throw you in the hole first. And then in the morning he'd put dirt on you. And then when the family came to bury the real person, the casket would go over you. Really? So they're thinking of unleashing, unearthing. Oh, shut the that fuck up. While he was there. Because bodies are in there. So he worked at a cemetery. So my buddies, his kids, used to get high at his apartment on the cemetery. That was part of the mystique. And one night they went looking and they found a wall that was hidden. They found grenades. They found fucking uh, really? guns, machine guns, bulletproof fucking vests. Wow. Yeah, you know, and the acting was sensational. You know who was really good? The chick they caught shoplifting in Beverly Hills. Oh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder was fucking great. Yeah. Winona Ryder was fucking great. And the guy was good. The guy from Boardwalk Empire that played him was very good. He's one of the cops on Boardwalk Empire. He played the Iceman. He was very good. Who else is in that? Franco, James Franco. Yeah. James Franco's in it. Oh, you know who's in it? The guy from Friends, which is a horrible casting. Guy from Friends, uh, the guy that was in love with my, with, with uh, David Spade. I mean, not David Spade, but David, David Schwimmer? Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. He plays the Jew, Ugh. the Jew that was Roy DeMeo's half son that Roy DeMeo had to kill. He plays the Jew. Arnie Bucco plays the other Italian guy. I forget who plays. But is it Ray Liotta, the Iceman? Ray Liotta. It plays Roy DeMeo, and he's terrible. Really? Oh, he's terrible. You know these movie stars are all fucking with their faces. I have no idea how creepy it looks, but the beauty of it is in 10 years, if you don't look creepy, they're not going to hire you. Like, yeah. everybody's fucking with their faces. Tonight, my wife had on a documentary. She wasn't watching it. Jeopardy had finished, and she switched the channel to wait for something else, and this was on. It was a documentary about women in comedy, and they showed about four women, and all of them have been fucking with their fa- I think Natasha Leggero's doing it, too. What? Uh, definitely the chick from Houston. What's her name? You know, Who? The one that thinks she's fucking swarming and smarting everybody. Uh, Joni Cody? No, no, no. <laughs> no. It's got to be a name I know. She was from Houston. She's really from Boston. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. She's, she's, she definitely, she's definitely had a little work. She did something. Uh, oh, the, what's her name? I think Janine Garofalo is so sexy. So really? fucking sexy. I've really? always been so yeah, attractive. Pussy's too smart. I, I, I think it's like, I think it's it stink a little bit. A pussy doesn't have like like a, a stinky like pussy. It's got like Bible quotes on it. She's so smart. When you go to eat the pussy, the, the pussy easy. looks back. He goes, mm, no like, thanks. I just watched an episode of Sopranos. She was on, and she plays an actress on there, and they yeah. wrote for her perfectly. Like there's a part where it's her killing Sandra Bernhardt, and they cut the scene, and also she goes, must the last words she say to me are bitch. I really don't like hearing that word. She's one of those women. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You are a <laughs> I had to, I brought her on stage at the Hollywood Improv, and she wouldn't touch me. Like, oh. I wanted to shake her hand, Janine Garofalo. She, <laughs> and she put her hands up like, no thanks. 
And I went, I went. That's weird. But then I was like, Well, I guess I probably was telling a another one. What a, was the last funny thing she said? But I'll give fu- you whatever the fuck I got in the bank. No, what but her la- her how last about you, dog. How about her, what the, what's the last funny thing that bitch said? Her last. There ain't none. No, her last, her last, her last special I thought was really good. I fucking really was. She told a story about uh, pissing in her spanks, and then and then taking hand sanitizer and putting it on her pussy. Like it was really dirty. It was really kind of aggressive. No, that's, that's, that's not dirty. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the, people that, the people that go see that much show, that, that that's brilliant. That, that's, you know, that's brilliant. You know. That's, oh, you know, fucking Joey. He took his dick out for years. Nobody <laughs> talked to that Jew. Ken Jung takes his dick out in the movie. He's the biggest fucking star in the country. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. You know, if you say tard, they'll fucking throw you off the fucking improv. They'll fire you from the fucking yeah. improv. What's the guy with the beard? He, he says tard in that movie, retard a thousand times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you what happened this morning. I was waiting. I have the baby from 8 to 10, from 8 to 11. Good for you. Not because I, I, I'm saving money, but because I want to hang out with her. I have nothing to do in the morning. I don't yeah. know where the fucking go. So I have the baby. I go for a walk. You can't do anything with your baby. So I just go to North Hollywood Park. I go to Riverside. I walk. Yeah. I get home, and I fucking put on Spongebob, and she passes out. So I see what else is scrolling. I have an hour to kill. And it's the beginning of Stripes. Oh, oh God damn okay. it. And they do what they do, that part with Harold Ramis when he's teaching them English. We do run, run, run. We do, do run, run, run. And I'm dying of laughter. And then it comes to the part with John Candy. And he walks in, and he looks at those bitches, and he goes, Hey, are they fucking, what's the movie on this flight? Hey, what's the movie? Yeah. Hey, what's the yeah. movie? He looks <laughs> yeah. just like fucking he does Freddy, and because he was brilliant in Splash. He's oh brilliant. yeah, yeah. His comic. He was great in everything. Bro, he everything did. he did, everything. man. He's everything. A fat guy, you forget he's fat. He's smooth. And I yeah. that motherfucker was up here slinging dick and getting his dick sucked like a motherfucker. Really? Yeah. I heard he was. The problem with him is he couldn't stop eating. He had that disease of his brain. Wouldn't yeah. shut off. Like he would just fuck up. Really? And he couldn't stop snorting. Fuck that dude who died. Fuck those motherfuckers. John <laughs> Candy outdid Belushi. Listen, John Candy would take Belushi's head and fucking the other fat fuck, you know, the guy that strip club on Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah. Chris the Farley. Chris walking Farley. around, you know, the Farley and up. Brothers. Okay. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he would take, John Candy would take both of them, have Belushi suck his dick, smack him, and then have the other fat fuck. That's how brilliant. That yeah, motherfucking John Candy was. God not, damn it, he's great. Listen, bro, put him on. Listen, the truth is in the pudding. Put yeah. him up next to Steve Martin and trains, planes, and automobiles. Oh, when I deadly. watch that, I always think about what Steve Martin thought when they <laughs> called him and said to him, hey, man, you're doing a movie. we got a great movie for you. It's a great script. The problem is the other guy is John Candy. How do you attack that as a comedian? You hang up the phone and go, honey, I got a movie with John Candy. If you're a comic, you're like, that's John Candy. Yeah, yeah. man. What am I'm I going to do there? What am I going to do there? What am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? Stand next to him? Where am yeah. I going to shine? Yeah. So that's why when I see that There's movie, nothing I learned, left, man. I learned a lot that from Steve Martin him. because he said, you know what? I'm not going to out funny this guy. Yeah. No he really way. did play. Steve Martin played a straight man. He, yeah. And brilliant. Brilliant. The whole brilliant. fucking movie. Brilliant. And that's what these people. So today, I'm, I'm sorry to get off the subject. I'm watching Stripes. And I'm watching John Candy when he comes on there. And I know, that what's, I know what's coming. I've lived the movie. I've yeah. lived the movie. God, I've seen it, this more a thousand times. And I started crying. I started crying because two things. It would be my dream to be in a movie like that with those guys. Yeah. Al Ramis yeah. and Candy. Dude. Bill Murray. It's too. Listen, that's when you walk into the improv and go, look, I ain't a millionaire. Dick. But guess what? You got to suck my dick. I yeah. was in a circle with Ramis 
him and him. Yeah. And in that movie, believe it or not, Harold Ramis is a funny motherfucker. Funny. Funny. Yeah, yeah he really is. He's really God funny. Damn funny. Everyone's funny in that they movie. They call me psycho. That dude from Texas. Oh, yeah. Tex- so Lighten up, Francis. Oh, yeah, right. Lighten, Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> you just made the list. <laughs> you, you know, just made the and list. And I think about that movie and I think about The Hangover. Yeah. And there's yeah. such a huge gap in comedy. Yeah. But yeah. look what happened after 20. Look what's happening. It's the funniest movie of all time. Yeah. Hangover. Oh, that's what, you know, the other day I watched the list of Rolling Stones, who I fucking can't stand because they're the Man, same they stink. suck. And they had a list of the best buddy movies, and they had Midnight Run number like twenty eight. What? And right there, I just are you serious? The that's magazine. in the top ten. That's in the top five. Midnight Run. It's that freebie and the beam, because nobody remembers fucking James Conn and my man Alan Arkin. That's as good as it gets. Wow. This is old school shit. But I'm thinking about Stripes. I'm thinking about how this was a mediocre funny movie. Yeah. Yeah. But those guys played it so brilliantly, man. And it still destroys. Like, as a comic, if you watch the root of this, all the comedy, it was fucking precision. Yeah. Even Animal House is fucking precision. Yeah. It's fucking precision. Uh, what's the one with the... Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Genius. You know, Caddyshack, Caddyshack was meant to be about the caddies. That The movie was right. meant to be about the caddies. And then they started getting guys like Bill Murray and Ronnie Dangerfield and Chevy Chase, and they were like, fuck it. You see it the has... story of making Caddy Shack? Yes, I did. It's they, fucking they only, awesome. They only had Bill Murray for two days. Yeah. Because he was like the hottest star at the time. Yeah. And they had to shoot him out, but when they went down, Warner Brothers, whoever did the movie, had to send people down there to find out what the fuck was going on. They say that, the, you see what the one guy said? He goes, there's a thousand people out there that said they worked on Caddy Shack. If they remember it, they're lying. Yeah. If they remember it, they're lying because we did so much blow. That's when it was new. <laughs> we had Warner Brothers money. We didn't know what. People weren't eating. Yeah. We all got together and said, look, we could either do crab, crab save service and nobody eats them. We'll just buy a kilo of blow for eight weeks. And that's exactly what they did. They even told them the my favorite, My favorite line of that wow. whole documentary is when they said that uh, who, I, 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 maybe it was Bill Murray or Chevy Chase. Uh, they did the first take with Rodney Dangerfield. He wanted to quit. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm bombing, I'm bombing. I'm bombing, I'm bombing. And they were like, what? And he was like, yeah. So then they went back and they told the crew, listen, when he tells his jokes, laugh and make him feel comfortable. And then he started doing I thought that was like, because that's how I felt the first time I've ever done anything. I was like, I was like, no one's fucking laughing. Yeah. And then you're like, is this even funny? How do I know if this is? Right. You must you know? have been something before electricity. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've. I, if I so still, funny. when I go to the bar, I all the time go, hey, can you make a shoe smell? <laughs> 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 what fucking great. It was the, you know. Oh, did you so see what good. they were saying? That they had anybody they wanted. They had Don Rickles for that part. And they go, no. We wanted Rodney Dangerfield because they had seen him on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Rodney was killing. Like, Rodney came killing. out. Killing. Every time he'd do a performance, he'd come up with another seven minutes that yeah. was smacking. Yeah. And they were like, no. Fucking we banging. No, 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 no. We got Richard Pryor. I just read the book for uh, I just somebody gave me this about three years ago and I put it away and I found it the, the making it's really about the making of the toy it's got oh a, shut the Gleason fuck up Pryor, oh yeah how fucking Jackie Gleason had to talk teach Richard Pryor how to smoke weed in fucking public you gotta read this what shit. I would love like everybody always says who would you want to spend a day with? I think it'd be Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jackie Gleason was Jackie the. Gleason. He was the gold standard. Yeah, that shit about the story about when they were going to give him the deal at CBS, 
and they were going to give him like a big deal. They knew he was going to yeah. come and ask him for money. And the next day, the president of CBS went to his office, and he opened up the office, and there was Jackie Gleason sleeping on his couch from the night before. And he went, he called the receptionist. He goes, listen, when they call, just give him what he wants, man. Wait, 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 wait. What the, What was the story? He went to get, like he had a meeting at 9 o'clock. With yeah. This guy from CBS. And when the guy went to his office at like 8.30, he opened up his office, and Jackie Gleason was sleeping on his couch from the night before. He broke in and slept <laughs> on his Shut couch. Shut the fuck up. He was up. so hammered. And he goes, give him what he wants. What am I going to do with this guy? Yeah. What am I gonna do? He's on my couch sleeping. Yeah. With yeah, his shirt right. off. What am I gonna do? <laughs> With a bottle on the floor. What am I gonna that, do? That behavior is so frowned upon now, but it was what defined like I remember hearing stories yeah. about Belushi going into people's into their fucking uh into like houses. their houses, yeah. An animal house. Yeah. It was, just, I'm John Belushi, let me hide. Like, yeah, like that. Now you look at that with the way paparazzi are. Back then it was a good story. Now it's like, oh, he's got a problem. Yeah. There's something wrong with him. Yeah, bro, I know. Maybe he just wants to party, man. Yeah. Man, why are you being a dick? He was the first guy ever to hire somebody not to party. Smokey was the guy's name. No, the guy's name was Bill Superfoot Wallace. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And he tells a story about how he used to go in a restaurant to sneak out the bathroom window. And then Wow. Studio gave Belushi somebody like you gotta stay with him. Don't let him snort coke. No problem. I got this under control. Let me go to the bathroom. Pew. Yeah, pew. Gone. Yeah. You're in the bathroom. Ten minutes later, he's going through the fucking window. I read that book and I fucking to this day I still have it because it's out of print. Wired. Yeah, wired. Fucking yeah. great goddamn book. It's great a book, book, right? We're talking there about when it was Prior and Robin Williams. No. De Niro. Belushi. De Niro, Robin Williams, and... They went uh, to get prior at the comedy store. Yeah. It wasn't that. But they walked from the Dublin. They were at the Dublin. Really? The Dublin is... Of course, yeah. It's of course, yeah. The hotel. Yeah. They went to the hotel. They didn't find them. They went to the Dublin, which Mm -hmm. was Mario and (coughs) Pete's in the 70s or whatever it was. (coughs) They went in there. They didn't find them. They walked to the... Can you imagine... Being walking on Sunset and walking. This is De Niro a couple of weeks after the Raging Bull. Yeah, right? This is post-Taxi Driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is post-Taxi Driver, yeah. post-Raging Bull, maybe mm-hmm. even post-Godfather 2. Really? You might, have to, you might have to check that. Yeah, because he didn't work much after after it got out that he was looking for uh, Belushi that night. They walked to the store to mm-hmm. get prior, and then they didn't find prior, and they walked back to the... Can you imagine walking down the street and you see Robin Williams and fucking Robert De Niro? You'd be like... You imagine that shit. I did pick up... um, Who's that guy who plays uh, Munch on uh, SVU? The Robert... No, uh, what's his name? The conspiracy comedian? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Belzer. Yeah, Richard Belzer. I picked him up one time at the corner of Sunset and and, uh, Crescent Heights. I was in my convertible, and I'm like, Mr. Belzer, can I give you a ride? I'm robbing me of a comedian. Oh, yeah, you're a young comic, right? I'm like, yeah, do you need a ride? Yeah, I could. I was waiting on a cab. So I gave him a ride down to Wilshire. Really? <laughs> yeah. Talking about his agent. It's crazy, man. I interviewed him and you- and, Rich- and Richard Klein on uh, and uh, Richard Lewis. Robert Klein, Richard Lewis, and Belzer. When I was on the X show, when I was the host, and I just had no, I had no reverence for like their history. 
I was, I was, I was young and I was successful and I was like, right. I was like, yeah, yourself. yeah. I was in my head now. Easy. If I look back, I would, I would have asked him a fucking ton of more questions. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, you just don't know anything at that age. You're so fucking young. You're just like, so. uh do you ever, like, I don't know, probably, you ever bomb? Oh, who fucking knows? That was oh, a man. fucking hack. It's amazing. I did a, a law and order SVU, and he was really rude to me. Really? really? He was rude to me to the point that I used to you. Yeah. I had to say something. Shut up. I was up. really in shock. And I always swore that if I would see him, I would say something. I go, dog, what was your problem that day? Yeah. What was your real fucking problem that day? Yeah. I had all this, like, out of all the people that would have gotten mad at me that day. I never thought it would be a fucking stand-up comic. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, no I shit. Saw him again. Like, I never saw him again. It was really cold in New York. And we were shooting in the village. And it was fucking freezing. The wind was coming off the Hudson. And Oof. there was supposed to be a mechanic that's under a car. And they were supposed to come ask me and then pull me out. But yeah. they pulled me out, the fucking thing would get caught on the ice. And they, the thing wouldn't pop out with me. The slide. Yeah. Yeah. And they thought it was me. Like, I'm like, no. Yeah. I didn't know what I had done, and then I should go, oh, fuck, this fuck. But he wanted to leave. You know when you're doing something? Yeah, like yeah. That's what it was. We were the first scene up, and he, that was his only scene for the day, you know? Yeah, you never know all the fucking bullshit that goes on in someone's. Yeah. I'm sure there's been times, I'm, and I, I can't imagine, but, like, I'm sure there's been times where I fucking, uh, maybe not me. Yeah, I know what you're saying, though. You know, I had that happen to me when I was on The yeah, Shield. You know, and I understand, but it wasn't my fault. You know, I've always, like, that's one thing I've, I've never really liked about that world. I've never really liked it's, that it's, part of that world. That There was a dude, there's a dude, I don't know his name, but he's, uh, like, an Austin comic. I guess he has, like, a radio show or something, and he doesn't like me. I talked to you about this, and I was like, I wonder what I did to, to piss a guy off. And I talked to you that night, and you're like, fuck it. You don't know. You can't lose sleep over it. Like, you, but, like, you, but, like, I'm sure yeah. it was one of those moments, like, Bells are where I rolled into a club and I got all this shit going on in my own head and I and the guy and the guy was probably really nice and I just was like yeah yeah I'm sorry and I just acted like it acted like one of those du- superficial douches and yeah. blew him off and didn't pay him the respect that you should pay every fucking comic but you know you get shit going on in your life you got your fucking fucking you know all the shit that could happen fucking money and bills yeah and, and so I don't know I mean, you never know what the person's coming from and that's how I thought about it. I was just in shock that it was a comic. Yeah, because... You know, to see if it was an actor being douchey to me. I get it, brother. You know, you think you're fucking Stanislavski now. <laughs> <laughs> That's never... I, I never... I like movies. Yeah. I, I really enjoy acting. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't understand when, you know, there's 22 publications. I really get bothered by this. As an entertainer, as a comic, I don't understand how there's 22 publications about, you know fucking the fat Kardashian or the other Kardashian or anybody yeah. else. But, you know, there's no magazine that tells you about a doctor that saved a retarded kid. Yeah. There's nothing about a fireman that day. that You know, and that's always bothered me how they really give a fuck what Brad Pitt's opinion of it. I'm a big fan of Brad Pitt. I don't give a fuck what his opinion is in politics. Yeah, right. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't you give know, a fuck either. Look, look at fucking Kid Rock. One minute he was in bed with with Obama, and yeah. he's in bed with the other fucking dude. Now he's saying, "Yeah, he got just, hepatitis." You know, and, and I watched that Liberace movie. 
Yeah. I, I watched that. I watched that. I didn't even realize what I was watching. And George is on the couch next to me when he's fucking him in the ass. And I'm literally watching. And you and I look over and George is staring at the screen. She can't figure out what it is. It's fucking Matt Damon on top of. And I go, oh, my God. And I hit pause. I go, oh, baby, we shouldn't be watching this. I, I just didn't. I, you know, I, I'm. So I was so lost yeah. to the fact that it was about that she has no idea what gay is or that two dudes will fuck each other in the ass. Yeah. And I, I literally, Leanne walked in. She goes, what? And it's on the screen. It is a, it is a frozen shot of Matt Damon <laughs> on top of fucking Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. And, and, fucking, and Leanne walks in like, what? And I go, I go, I was watching this with Georgia. And she goes, so? And I go, take a look. Like, George is still, like, not getting it, but... Yeah, right. <laughs> Leanne saw it, though, right? Fucking dumbass Isla rolled in to the... They, she uh, apparently got me a present, and she goes... Uh, she comes in. I'm sitting in the living room. She goes, uh, Mom, are we going to get the uh, present for D-A-D? <laughs> I go, did you get me a present? She goes, what? And I go, Isla, I can spell. And she goes, oh, man, it just storms out <laughs> She spelled in front of me like, I, like I'm not going to fucking get it. <laughs> fucking dummy. That's so funny. Oh, that fucking kid. That's a good baby. That's funny. I always want to do spots at the Ha Ha Cafe. Because it's, it's so it's cool block a, away. It's such a dump. It's Is not it really? far away, though. It's such a dump that I love it. It's such yeah. a dump. You know, man. Man, I, you know, I, I got blown off at the comedy store tonight. Did they blow you off? Yeah, yeah. I Good, said I was going to come by. Fucking with them. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. We were just talking about that, how 10 years ago you would sit here and go, how come Bobby Slayton don't come out during the week? But how come this guy don't come out during the week? Yeah. And you started doing it. You come into town and not go out during the week. And I go, how the fuck yeah. do you know I'm And now I'm at the point, I'm like, if they, like last week they called me from the Laugh Factory twice, the one that I told them no. I thought I had a Laugh Factory. I was like, I don't think so, guy. I really got yeah. yeah. I really got, I'm going to karate. I'm doing something. Then they called me to go to Long Beach, which I like, you know. It's like it's not my prerogative no more. I don't want to go to the fucking improv. Yeah. And do a spot of night. It, it pains my fucking heart. Forget the comedy store. I will you know, I, and the laugh factory is like, I'll go down there and do a spot, but I don't want to do weekends. I don't want to do Friday at one in the fucking morning. Yeah, I just fuck can't. that. We're out of town. It, for me, man, it's more it, it, it the whatever the the salary is for my soul, it it enriches me more to hang out at home, mm-hmm. be with my kids. Like, you know, like, like I was saying the, the, uh, ice house thing tomorrow night. I was like, I'd love to go down. I know I'd have a fucking blast. I get hammered. I get fucking wasted. <laughs> and, but I was, and, and, and I can, and, and part of me I was like. I just go drive it off too. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Those, those shows are m- m- some of the funniest shows I've ever done. Oh, car, yeah. Things are real deal. Oh, yeah. And I get, and I get lit and there's you know, shots. Come on, you got your birthday with your daughter. I, but I said to Leanne, <clears throat> I said to Leanne, I go, maybe I'll swing up because it's going to be like a 10. I go, I'll go roll up at 10. The girls will be asleep. And she was like, yeah. But then I'm like, ah, oh, then I'm not going to be able to get up and make them like breakfast, breakfast and pancakes. And yeah. I want to be a part of the morning where the kids wake up because it's George right. having a slumber party. And I was like, yeah. And so then, and then we're going horseback riding. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I can't, man. I, it, for me, it's probably better for my soul, my spirit to just stay here, lock it down, get a, get a good night's sleep. Fucking scare the girls in the middle of the night, come in the room and, ah, and you know, and like fuck around and be, be like, be knee deep in the fucking ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like, and I, but man, part of me has it like, 
Like, I, I don't have any draw to go to the fucking improv. Not, nothing against the improv. It's a great club. And same with Comedy Cellar and or Factory and all that stuff. But, like, I, like I, there, it's just going to be, like, a bunch of younger comics hanging out drinking. Going to the Ice House is, like, all my friends sitting around drinking. Oh, and yeah. that is where I go, fuck, that's what I want to do. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't mind doing that, man. I'm not doing anything this whole weekend, man, and next weekend either. Really? You're in town next weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lana's working in New Jersey, so I've got the babies for the weekend. Damn. Yeah, it's awesome. Ralphie May house husband. I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I already made a mess of money this month. I'm tired. Sleep. Tired, Jack. Get some sleep. Man, I can't get enough sleep, Jack. I, I, it's like I can't sleep when I want to sleep. Yeah. And then I really want to sleep in the afternoon. Like I want to take a four or five hour nap. Can't you operate like that. Nap is man. What time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Six p.m. <laughs> my wife waking up at seven dot, so I go to do something at eight. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hour, man. I can't take it either. I know. I you feel three, like a human though after that. Now. I do three nights on the road now, bro, and I am fucking done. It's the greatest thing. I was saying this to him early. Greatest thing he ever told me. He's like, cancel your Sunday shows. Yeah. Come in Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, bounce on Sunday. And it and you know what it's like I I don't miss that whatever that one show is it's it's minimal compared to yeah being and home you Sunday be able to up your budget anyways yeah it's fucking it's, you know I don't mind my bus that bus is awesome man what do you have a tour bus yeah we bought Dave Matthews old bus really yeah it's a Prevost um, two thousand five it only had two hundred and forty thousand miles on it when we bought it. That engine will go to 1.4. Um, really? Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it's in great shape, top to bottom. It's double slide outs. It was the prototype model. So there, it's over reinforced. It's super strong. Um, it's. Um, but where do you. T- where, do, where is it now? Is it in it's LA? It's in Nashville. It's in Nashville? Yeah. So you fly into Nashville and then go out uh-huh. of Nashville on the bus? Yeah. That's fucking great. Bill Burr was saying that, he, that he, he goes, I don't know if. I apologize, Bill, ahead of time if you're if this is not what you wanted me to share. But he goes, he goes, man, it's the best thing I ever did. You go in, you scrap one date, like one date that pays for the yeah. bus. For Bill, it does, but not for me. I'd have to do fucking the whole thing. It would be I'd I'd break even. He goes one date that pays for the bus, and then do like fucking ten dates with your buddies, and you just fucking do a little tour in a bus. And he goes, it's the, one of the greatest things. He's like, you're waking up. He's like, you feel like a rock star. You're in a fucking bus. You're drinking yeah. whiskey in the mornings. Like, he's like, it's not in the mornings, but, you know, partying all night. And mm-hmm. he's like, it was one of the greatest things. He was like, I think they did Florida, they did Southeast. I was like, fuck, I would do that in a heartbeat. I go and fucking open for Bill to be on a bus, drinking whiskey. Fucking, I, man, I, one of the things that Dude, I always all resent. All you have to do is ask me, we can go. I do it in a heartbeat. Theaters. I wish to God that there was a, like... You should come do theaters with me. I do theaters in a fucking heartbeat. It'd be a blast, man. Yeah, I, the problem is I just started making money on the road. Yeah. Like, for me, it's like the one part where you go, I want to tour with my buddies. I want to go on the yeah. road with my friends. I really wish there was a genuine, like, uh, death squad tour where it was like, you know, where it, where it was like a big group of dudes that just went out and fucking did theaters and fucking had a blast. And we're on a bus for... A fucking month and, and we going back and forth. Yeah, everyone is. I think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Death Squad for life, son. 
<laughs> but like, but like, like you know, do like a tour where you're like, like that's one of the things that depresses me about the road is going into a city and you're like, don't know the feature, you got to get to know him. Yeah. Don't know the host, you got to get to know him. You're, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like you spend half the, you spend the majority of the night selling t-shirts and, yeah. and doing autographs. And you don't get to party with your friends. I would fucking love to do something like that. It's that cruise, man. I was telling you about fucking next level shit, Joey. Are you next? Are you going on a cruise? No, I want a fucking four wall cruise ship. And Fuck yeah! Fucking get. I mean, I, I like. I only feel like I'm the one that like. I'll, I'll just. I know that I feel like if I start saying I'll do it, then I'll just do it, and then four wall cruise. Get all my friends in there. Fucking have a comedy festival. Yeah, have a comedy a festival on a cruise ship. Yeah, you know, and Three and days. have it and have it be all these partying motherfuckers. Where yeah. it's like it's not like it's I mean nothing is three eleven but I'm sure they're all sober like have us fucking beasts out there yeah and really go hey you want to fucking party you want right. to get down we'll show you how to get down no Let's shit get on a fucking cruise ship me for three and Bert be topless taking pictures like yeah. prom yeah you'll be limping off this motherfucker <laughs> you know Cowhead's been doing it for fucking ten years now yeah and he fucking makes money every time every time and and it's like why not why not send something out of Los Angeles. Go into fucking Catalina, hit Ensenada in Mexico, come back three days, two nights of shows, live podcasts, fucking interaction with the fans. We got our own area so you can detox and you have a good time, Mm -hmm. massages, fucking working out, great food, great booze, late nights and fucking suites where we're all talking shit and hanging out like friends. Go out, get a drink, say hi to the fans. Fucking shake, take some pictures, do some mm-hmm. shots, gamble. Motherfucker, did I just sell you on a cruise? Yeah, That's man. right. Go to birdbirdbird.com. <laughs> I fucking, I want to do it, man. I think it would be a blast. Man, I'll go on it with y'all. Get oh, another copy on that motherfucker. Crash that shit. Yeah. Near far. How fucking fun would that be? <laughs> be fucking the greatest time. Straight to Vegas and shit. I looked into it, man. The prices are fucking super cheap for like people that want to do it. Super cheap. We're talking like yeah, man, like four hundred dollars. Oh, we're talking. You you go through and you used to buy cruise vacations. I do. I do every year for for Cowheads. Friends. Yeah, yeah. I take my fans because uh, my fans are Cowheads fans, and and uh, we go down and have a blast. And um, I gave away, uh, I gave away s- uh, eight cruises last year, and I also gave away <laughs> nine trips to Las Vegas. And we pay for everything. They get free food. They got buffets. Yeah. Uh, every the food and, on those cruises. You ever been uh, on a cruise, Joey? Then they get a steak dinner with even booze and everything. Yeah, uh, for free on the house. Okay, dude. I mean, the fr- the strong. cruise ships. Those cruise ship foods is fucking amazing. Thirty years ago. Yeah. I used to date a travel agent in Jersey. And one of the things they did was the tour around. Uh, what was the fuck? The tour to nowhere. Do you remember that in the East Coast tours to nowhere? You met by the docks at like four thirty. They took you out into the ocean where you could gamble and eat and smoke dope and fuck and suck. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. And you came back the next day at 6 in the morning. Right to Manhattan. Right really? To wow. Right oh, that sounds fucking awesome. By the water there. And that's the only cruise I went on because I didn't know if I got seasick. <clears throat> oh, yeah? So I just wanted to try. I no, I no one gets seasick on those big boats, I don't hey, think. I'm going to be down in, uh, I'm gonna be down in Tampa, 4th of July week. If you want to come down, we'll go fishing every day. Be a blast. I'm I'm coming home. On 4th of July, you're booked? Yeah, I'm on. That's Thursday. 
Yeah. I'm doing that Friday. I'm coming back that Saturday because I'm going away. I'm going to Tennessee or something like that. Tennessee. Too bad you can't scrap that because you come down and do a spot with me and I get you. I get you paid. No, I don't. I can't go fishing right now. Man. Are you gonna want a boat? Yeah. Yeah, I've been on a boat for a while. I'll get sick. No, you won't. That's not what I'll give you that dream means. You'll be fine. Yeah. I got really fucking. Sick. You'll be fine. You'll be on that dream means. I drink beers. I drink yeah. beers. Second, we go on a boat. I have a beer <clears throat> every time. On the second, it no I, I don't. It doesn't hungry. bother me at all. I never get seasick. I'm fucking starving. I know, there's a Twinkie right behind you. I see fucking, Ari Shafir gave that to me. Oh, shit. It was right when God, I got the fucking hiccups. Does he weed? <laughs> what? I don't know. I, I hope not. It's my fucking... That's the, uh, that's the one fear about when, with having kids around is that, you know, if Ari comes over and leaves something here and I'm like, Ari, you got to take that shit with you. Yeah, right? You can't leave that shit. Yeah. He's fucking, in New York, man. Ari left. Good for him, man. His thing, his special. I think that, man, I think that's a bad move, man. He's doing great shit here. And then he, he is. Just, I think it's a step backwards. No, but I'll tell you what. Look at it this way. He's still doing his podcast. He's doing it out of New York. It's great. It's a different group of comics that you don't get to hear. Yeah. That like, you know, we all kind of we all kind of swim out of the same pool. Yeah. And it's like it's great because you know, the people that listen to these podcasts know us and they love us. But it's like Ari's got these new dudes over there, and he's he's not gonna live there forever. But he'll be there for a while. He'll get into the clubs over there. He'll fucking look, he'll hang out with different dudes. He is yeah. like Joey was saying. Ari's the kind of guy that likes to go to the club and hang out. Yeah, yeah, he and, does. And you do that he at the cellar. Fast. He likes all that shit. Yeah, he does. You know what? And listen, we all did at one time, but life moves on. And listen, yeah. Fifteen years ago, right now, I'll be going to Ralphie's house. We've been making Bloody Marys. Yeah. And fucking not eating. We drink three Bloody Marys. 15, yeah. 99. We were drinking Bloody Marys. Really? You guys lived, didn't you guys live above each other? Or like, no, right in the same fucking building. I'm yeah. Right, I belong to the With Ricky Cruz. Ricky. Yeah. Fuck. Celine. You know, Matt. So yeah. Hey, hey, tell them the first time you lived with me. You lived with me for like three weeks because they towed your house. They towed my fucking apartment. He was living in my car. <laughs> they towed your house? <laughs> it was just a, it's amazing. But it wasn't even your car. What's the name of the chicken's car? Ann was? Maney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was Tell funny. Tell that how, part of the story, too. It's funny how, you know, you have all this time. Like tonight I was talking <clears throat> about cocaine. Yeah. And I was thinking about how I did coke for 27 years. How much fucking time? And energy that I waste, but then we oh think about, God. then we think about the first six years we're here. The waste, the waste. Like there was so much waste five years ago in my life. You know, my day had so much waste in it. I'd oh, yeah. get up, I'd go to McDonald's, I'd write for like ten minutes, and then I go to Faberman's house and I'd smoke pot and go eat Chinese food. Then I hook up with Ralphie and we get high and we go to eat sushi. And by the time you go home at fucking four o'clock, you know. You smoked 80 fucking joints, and you didn't do shit. Yeah. And I did that for years, and then saying, and then I'd sit there and go, what the fuck is up with me? What the fuck is up yeah. with my career? Why am I doing this, you know? And then the, all the things that we got talked into doing, the things that shoot this for me, and it's going to go to Sundance, and, and those people aren't even here no more. Yeah. Those people have moved on. They're realtors now in Minneapolis. Yeah, no shit. They tell people how they came to L.A., and it's full yeah. of scumbags. And meanwhile, we're still fucking here. You know, yeah, still in the heart it's of so it. It's so weird how much time and effort we threw away with people. Yeah, like wasted people. People who are our agents that are now gone, out of yeah. business. You know, out of the business people completely. Again. It's just so fucking weird how it really when you is, when you yeah. when you look. That's so crazy when you see like an agent 
or an assistant agent or someone you worked with and they're not even in the business and you want to go, so you were never real. This whole time that you I was just a bullshit artist. You were a bullshit artist. You were someone who didn't know what the fuck they wanted. And I thought you were my guy. You fucking. You fucking jerk off. Yeah. And you, you know, asshole. Live, that's my career. We live in a society no, where like- we're in a society that's really sad. It's like I, sold, I used to sell cars when I was 21, 22. Yeah. And I'd see these guys that were basically two days above a criminal. Yeah. They were basically pieces of shit. <laughs> now they were making 200000 a year selling cars. And now they wore suspenders and nice shirts. Yeah. But meanwhile, they would still go and do like shit. Like you'd go, what? You make all this fucking money. And it's the same thing with this business we're in. There's so many people that get in it and make a ton of money, and they don't even know what the fuck they're doing, to be honest with you. Man, it's, there's so many people that get into this business, make a ton of money, don't even know what they're doing, but they're so terrified that they become cunts. Yeah. And you can't even fucking no, be around you them. Can't, you can't. No. And it's no, like, you can't. You can't. Oh, and it's, like, and it's, so because, it's just because they're scared, and they I'm don't know how right, to man. do it. They're like, I made it happen once. I feel like I'm making it happen again. Right. And they just become cunts, and you're like, you're like man, it's, like, it's the blessing of being, of struggle... Is that you're like, at one point you start believing in yourself. You're like, I can fucking do this. And then one day you start doing it or you start making money. You start getting on the road and you start getting like people respond to you. And you're like, that's what I fucking thought. Like, I'd hate to be one of these dudes. I don't know who the dudes are. I'm not picking a name out of a hat. I'm just saying like there are these people that like uh, that get a lot of success very early. And they go to start headlining and they start panicking going like, I got to do a fucking hour. I got to write a new hour. Like I've been at the place now where I'm like. Oh, put me on stage, like, th- like, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Trust me, that's the one place I'm competent. I don't need to worry about it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna go down good. I've been doing it long enough. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, you know, same thing with hosting television. But I've just been doing that for a while. But like, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, like, you're like, a really good host, like, though, Bert. Uh, I mean, uh, you really are, man. Thank you. I appreciate it that. Really Ralphie. is amazing the people you run through and just all the shit. Isn't it crazy? God. People are fucking gone. Like the other day, somebody mentioned a name to me. Mitch Hedberg? No, no. Somebody we were talking about Mitch, but somebody mentioned a name to me. But just a random comic. I go, Jesus Christ, I haven't heard that name in ten years. And his roommate was like big time. I forget the fucking guy's name. This this kid's roommate was like a big time comic in L.A. Really? And I go, what happened to him? They go, oh, bro, he got married and quit. He's back in San Francisco selling computerware or something. I'm like. That's amazing how many people passed through this. Yeah. It was just a, not a stepping stone, but it was, to me, this was everything. Yeah. Like, me my too. friend came in from out of town last week, and I realized something about myself that I knew for a long time. I just didn't want to face. I'm a fucking putz. <laughs> AKA, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a drip. I don't really have a life, and I never really had a life. I haven't had a life since I got into comedy because I was such a loser. When I got into comedy, like I tell people all the time, like people go, well, how do you feel now that you're selling tickets or podcasts or whatever? And I tell you, you know what, man? It's hysterical for a guy like me because I just had nowhere else to go. So yeah. I, I got spots at the store and I just went down there because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And here we are 20 fucking years later. And uh, it's just a weird fucking feeling, Bert, that sometimes... Being a loser has its advantages. Like in my case, I just had nowhere else to go. Yeah. So eventually I became a comic. Yeah. You know, I became a comic. All those other years, I was just on stage talking. I, eventually, after 20 years, I figured out how to put two fucking jokes together. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how uh, it's advantageous to be a loser sometimes. 
I can't imagine. You know, I, I feel very fortunate and very lucky. You know, I, Ralphie and me have been friends a long time. Ralphie has been there. I'm almost killed people around Ralphie. Ralphie's been to Jersey where I grew up. Ralphie's yeah. met my friends. Ralphie's been to Ashway's Deli. Yeah. Ashway's Deli was a great deli. We great up. deli. Because the whole family got hooked on blow. But uh, the older brother was basically an imbecile. Gary Ashway was an imbecile. An imbecile. Yeah. And then there's the lump. When he got hooked on coke in 84, when cocaine was the biggest thing in this country, he was freebasing. He had just bought, him and his mother started out with a deli the size of this, and it kept growing. It was amazing. I remember going in there for lunch, and I'm going, Coco, you got to help us load the yuhus because the yuhus would be sold out, like cases of yuhu. Really? From all the kids that were going there for lunch. They became millionaires. Yeah. They became millionaires. Then they bought the whole block. Mm-hmm. They bought the liquor store that had the lotto machine. Really? And then yeah. they would just, like, you come in and they go, what do you got for Coke? A gram. And they go, go take a bottle of Dom Perignon. But way before that, 84, when they just bought the liquor store, the brother was downstairs freebasing cocaine with a crack pipe and yeah. a freebaser, and he put the torch down because he heard a noise. And he went to see the noise, and the torch fell, and it burned the grocery store down. We were at the bar. Shut up. So wow. We, you know, a lot of people don't know this, that they doctored up the fire report. To make it look like it was, but it was really like a fake arson, like the, the yeah. free basin and shit. And it's so weird. These kids own that block, and that place just closed a year and a half ago. Like they yeah. were out of business. Really? They were, the younger brother, the one that was my age, it's really weird how I'm 50 and I see life now. For the lump. And I love to sit with people and tell people about the karma that I saw. Oh, yeah. I saw this family that were spoiled kids. I seen Gary had Glenn, was his brother that I grew up with. Glenn was a spoiled fucking kid. When everybody else had a regular car, he had a Z28. And he fucking Z28s thing. were hot-ass cars. He had this thing. Hot car, man. Yeah. Pussy he wag. into the deli, he would talk about people. And that was his whole thing. Like, he would just talk bad about people. And about, what a uh, dick. And about seven years ago, he, they were so fucked up on coke that there's a gas station along ga- across the street from Glenn, the younger one's house, mm-hmm. where he lived for 15 years. Yeah. This guy put a mask on got a gun, and walked across the street to that gas station. That's like me trying to rob Marie E.T. <laughs> <laughs> went, went in there with a gun. Joey? Said, Give me the money. And the guy goes, Joey, yeah. the mask off. Knock it off. He's like, I'm not Joey. Give I'm me the fucking Joey. money. So they arrest him for an armed robbery. They fucking chased him out of the town. I mean, it's really a sad fucking story that uh-huh. I saw this family go from, she was making four roast beefs a day and two turkeys. And selling sandwiches, you know. I mean, the best sandwich they had was roast beef on rye with lettuce and tomato, a little bit of salt and pepper. God damn. With some yeah. macaroni salad, a bag of wise mm. potato chips. Mm. Stop it. And Mama Hashway's rice pudding, and nigga. And Mama Hashway had rice pudding, and she was losing so her hair. So good. So you always oh. had a little strand of hair in the sandwich. You know? oh, <laughs> so good. You didn't, you didn't get hair, you're like, Ms. Hash, what happened? Oh, well, you don't love <laughs> you me. You didn't get you hair? You don't love me. You got a big, and they were, and they were Syrians. Yeah. And everybody thought they were Italian all those years. They were Syrian. Really? Yeah. Glenn and Gary Hashway. Gary left. He thought he was a big sandwich maker. He finally had to come back. And he used to carry, he used to have a pigeon in his head, like a little fake pigeon. And his famous line was, would you like a complimentary pickle? So we would go in there and torture him. Gary, where's the complimentary pickle? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's amazing how you see life and karma, you know. Yeah. You see where they start and you're like, we're talking about Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, With man. That thing, they gave him that deal, and that changed him forever. 
Yeah. I knew Mitch before he went to New York. Me and Mitch and Doug used to play tennis in the right. afternoons on Gardner Courts, and then me and Mitch would walk to my house in the stripper. Yeah. The tooth would make us sun tea. I'm really? insane to me. I'm yeah. thinking I'm moving to New York. That's when he was with that ugly girl. He used to be with a really ugly girl for a while. Really? A sweet girl, but she was no contest winner. <laughs> <laughs> that was before the wife. He got the deal and he dumped her. See, karma's a motherfucker. And he went to Toronto and he met that heroin chick. And that was the beginning of the end for those motherfuckers. Really? I've only seen, I, I never even knew him. I never even really. I love Mitch. Yeah. I love, I love Mitchell. Mitch. I love Mitch. You know, these guys were having a great old time down in Houston. Babbitt with Stanhope, yeah. and nobody was hiring Stanhope. He was still, he was already a king in Houston. Yeah. The they were doing their thing, these guys. Stanhope did a podcast with Dorfman's. Did you listen to it? No. It's fucking good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really good. Which Dorfman? The, bo- the brothers. Both uh, the, yeah, yeah, both of them together is really good. I got a kick out of it. I, I, and then, of course, you know, it's like you tweet... I feel like I'm the only dude that, like, I, t- I tweeted that I liked the podcast, and then everyone's like, oh, ass kisser. And I was like, well, you can't say you like something? It was fucking yeah. great. I, Doug's an interesting dude. He's Where consistently one of those guys that you look at, and you're like, I want to hear I want to hear more of his stories. I want to yeah. hear, you know. You know, a lot of people don't even, when I got here, Doug had a pen pal. That a was pen pal? Yeah, on death row. row. He was on death row. He was in Florida. Yep. Nobody remembers this shit. This is how brilliant he was. And he blew it up at Kinko's. And his girlfriend at the time was the chick from the show with Mike Tyson's wife. Yeah. Head of the class. Head of the class. Robin the Gibbons? Redhead. He was dating the redhead on the show. Doug oh, oh, I was like, he was dating she fucking became, Robin Gibbons? She became a Scientologist now. She's out of She's the so fucking hot, though. She, she, she was, was so hot. hot. Really? She became a crazy fuck. But she was dating Doug Stanhope. <laughs> this, is, this is all real shit. Real yeah, so shit. she was getting invited to all these award shows. Yeah. And one night, Doug took this six-foot statue of this guy on Murderer's Row and took it to this award show and made everybody take a show. He told everybody that the kid was dying from cancer. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sure. He made all these celebrities take a fucking picture with this thing. <laughs> Are you Doug fucking Stan serious? A real fucking deal. It was a real deal, Jack. But, you know, and all you fucking people that listen to this, yeah, Bert's a great comic and Ralphie and yeah. Joe Diaz and Louis C.K. and that's all fine and dandy. I'm talking about somebody who hits in his bones. Like, yeah. He's the epitome yeah. of what we should all be. He doesn't give a fuck. He does he not give a this, fuck. When he got, and I know that you guys, a lot of guys look at Doug and go, you're a loser. I don't. I don't, yeah. dollars a year. He lives by his own rules. Well, yeah, yeah really, he does. And if you really read the Lenny Bruce book, the first one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Dougie's living that lives, shit. Doug is living it. None of us come even close. No you know, way. I did blow for 10 years, and he bailed me out when I put the Coke rock in the chick's pussy. And <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah, that's funny. Ah. That was great. Doug has been doing crazy shit for reals. What about when they gave yeah. the show on Fox? Listen, what nobody remembers is that he really had the first hidden camera show. Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. He knows. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he had brilliant. the first, And it was him going into the pizza store that the cat died. He just shaved it. And you finish cooking the cat. That's the kind of shit. They can't even have balls. He was doing. Fox didn't know what to do with it. The limo driver that came uh, over to pick him up and his grandmother was dead. Can we yeah. drop her off at the morgue? And one Iranian said, fuck yeah. And they tied it to the roof. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking Stanhope is one of those fucking Are you guys. Fuck- he lives it. That he apartment he's got on Curse on, he still has that apartment. 
Wow. Really? 400 a fucking month. That still is. He still rents that. You know how many houses he has in Bisbee? About 10. Nobody knows that. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. The house is $60,000. Every time he gets $60,000, he buys a new house. He has a house just for his fucking cats. Did you know that, people? <laughs> That's how. Listen. Wow. The best thing I have is listen. I could sit here and tell you guys a bunch of shit. We all grew up. The first time we all seen Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip, that was pretty big. The first oh, time we man. Saw yeah. Those that specials, red tux. That was, that was pretty big. All of us have gone to see one comic for Ralph. He was probably Kenneth, and I don't know who it was for you, live that flipped us. When yeah. I got into comedy, I met Doug Stanhope. I'm one of the only guys that knows Stanhope since 91. I was a house MC when he used to come through. And yeah, days, I met him in 93. The, the triple runs were Tuesday in Boulder. Yeah. Wednesday, you were off. You only yeah. got $75. So if yeah. I liked the feature act, I'd say stay at my house. Because Wednesday, you were off. Then Thursday was Craig. Friday was Gunnison, and Saturday was Colorado Springs. How fucking good is my memory? Wow. Holy and shit. fucking Stanhope would come every year and stay on my couch. And then I remember him still getting evening at the improv. But then he won the San Francisco comedy competition. Yeah, yeah. beat Dan Cook. And the night they won it, they stole his car. They broke into his car, and he won it in a, with a third $3 suit he bought at the fucking. Very interesting story. Yeah. He was living in his fucking car. What? Doing stand-up. Yeah. He kept Honest. that car. The Those Buick. Color Supreme. He kept that fuck. Yeah, the Cutler Supreme. He kept that mm-hmm. motherfucker even after he won. And he bought the neon, which I got towed. The fucking white neon. Doug Stanhope was a very Bert, interesting Bert, guy. Can you grab that coat from? Sure. You know, this motherfucker uh, lived That's in his wild. car and just became the best comedian you could be. But it wasn't until I saw him do a live show in Seattle, Washington, June of 95, that I went home. I have no problem telling you guys this. I cried myself to sleep. Because that was the first time I really had to think about my life. I was, it was 1995. I was probably uh, 32 years old. I had been doing comedy four years. I was maybe off probation and parole a year. And I watched his comedy. And I was like, what am I going to do? Because I know I'm never going to be that good. This was in Seattle. Yeah, Dougie. The year in 95, Doug yeah, was the Dougie best comic in this country. In 95. Yeah. Dougie 90, made me as humble as Bill As Hicks humble did. as Bill. Bro, real. I mean, he was real walking shit. people and telling them, hey, you fucked up. You didn't hear the fucking pussy joke or the vagina joke. One time in Boston. Dude, how about the closer with the beer? With the beer and all the that shit. To come on the people, face. To come on the face and he'd shake the fucking beer. He'd have a hot beer and he'd shake it. And be like uh, how a porno comes out. I'll never know if it was, oh god! And he shoot beer up on his face, and it was the greatest closer I've greatest ever seen. Closer, bro. Really, greatest closer of all time. Standing ovation every fucking dog, time. When APA what, used I, to do a showcase at the Improv, yeah, they wouldn't let him on because no. they didn't know what direction the show was going to go. It was too strong. Really, they would ask the comics, Carlos Mencia. That's when APA was. Rocking 95, 96, yeah. 97. Yeah. That's when they passed on me. <laughs> and they wouldn't let Stan on. No this is I'm telling you the truth, bro. Really? He was that good. He was this the when he was he was walking rooms at the improv and the comics were getting pissed off at yeah. him. 97, 98, he was destroying this town. They could they were still stuck Man. in this nice neat evening at the improv. No. He was he signed with the manager of the improv. He signed with Mark Lano's wife. So they had never seen nothing like him. They kept no. putting them on there. It really? was amazing. 
It was and amazing. Dougie go on and shit face drunk and fucking blow the door. Fuck them up, dog. Really? Because Fuck they had never up. seen that style. That yeah. style wasn't even existing. He, he didn't, didn't want to talk to anybody. He'd he come care. out and talk to me talk. and Joey. That's didn't it. care. He didn't want to talk to nobody. Wouldn't nobody. go to auditions. Really? Drink fucking coffee and yeah. cigarettes and write every day. Yeah. Right, right, I'd right. I'd come over was... every morning at 1030. And uh, I'd stop. I'd go walk a little past and get uh, uh, seven, uh, 7-Eleven coffee for us and bagels. He would like bagels from the store next door. So I get bagels from that little Russian market right there and uh, bring them over. And we'd write jokes for two hours. He helped form my whole act and got me to talk about my voice and who I am. Seriously, Doug was bro. instrumental. I feel like I haven't gotten to know Doug. All, the only Doug is one of the like, greatest yeah. people you ever meet. <coughs> me, Chris He's McGuire. a sweetheart. <coughs> me, Chris McGuire, and Doug Stanhope. Love Chrissy. Had a, a great weekend. This one, Club 56 in Boston was open. Mm-hmm. Real 56. The guy had three clubs. He had that one in Andover. He had the Aku Aku in Worcester, which was a Chinese restaurant in the whitest trash area you've ever seen. <laughs> and everybody would drink those zombies. Yeah. Know? And I did it with some great comics. I did it with Tony V. I did it with some great comics. I know Tony V. And one weekend I had to do it with Stanhope. It was me, Stanhope, and Chris McGuire. And the first night we did it there, and he was brilliant. But the second night... The guy was a Jewish guy. The guy was a stone-cold Jew at the Grill 56. He had three comedy rooms going at once. So if you were a feature act, you made great money because you hosted the 8 o'clock show, the 10 o'clock show, and then the 10 o'clock show in the back room, plus you hosted Tina and Tony's wedding. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. They had three rooms at this place. Lobster. Fucking guy was great. The only thing about wow. the guy, he paid you with a check. You didn't get a check for four fucking weeks. Yeah. Ugh. But you always knew you had a check coming. So it's me, Doug, and they're doing, we did, they sold enough tickets. We're in the big room for the 8 o'clock show. For the 10 o'clock show, we didn't do that good. So they put us in the little room, and they put the X-rated hypnotist in the big room. And the, and the fucking Tina and Tony's wedding is in the back room behind us. So yeah. Tina and Tony's wedding is empty. Chris McGuire goes up. He does what he does. I go up. I bomb. Stan Hope's up there, and he's up there. Damn it. Damn it. He's, he's just up there throwing fucking heat. The owner of Grill 93, Grill 56, did not like dirty comedy. He liked me because we used to tell each other Jew jokes. Yeah. He told me the greatest Jew joke of all time, which I'll tell you later, but he, uh, liked, he didn't like dirty comedy. It just didn't work for him. Yeah, he called me once. And he goes, "I went to Montreal two years ago, and I seen this dirty little white comic that really made me laugh because he was making everybody uncomfortable." And I go, "Doug Stanhope." He goes, "Yes, that's him." Yeah, he goes, "I want to hire him. I don't care what he costs. I want him for me." He goes, "Get him for me, whatever he costs. I just want him." And he was loving it. He's in the back dying. Stanhope's up there being dirty, and all of a sudden, I see a priest coming out of the corner. Like there was four of them. Yeah. <laughs> he waited for the other three and they didn't come. So he kept walking and Stan Hope's on stage. Like drawing heat. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of his drunk eye, he looks over and he sees the priest. He goes, Padre, where the fuck are you going? Right? Yeah. And the priest turns and looks like, oh, and he goes, where the fuck are you going? He goes, I got to go. He goes, don't leave. Where are you going? He goes, I got a tit fuck joke that's going to blow your fucking socks off. <laughs> I mean, dog, we all fucking died. And this is going to blow your socks off. And this is Boston, so every Catholic froze. 
Me, Chris McGuire, and the owner of the club. We're in the back. I got each a tin bun joke that's going to blow your socks off. We're in the back giving each other arm to arm, whatever. Oh, my Trying God. Trying to wake up the arm because it's dead. It wasn't going. Oh, so this funny. Is, this is how funny he was at this time. And he'd always say one thing. Oh, like he would always, even if he was bombing. He'd yeah. Say one, I remember one night at the fucking. His club. recovery lines are better than oh, some of his punchlines. One lines. night we were at whatever. What's the gay comic? The real flaming gay comic that he has a wig and he finally took it off and he shaves his head. Oh, uh, I heard him interviewed on uh, Marin's oh. podcast. Oh. I know you're talking about. Oh. Jim J. Bullock. No, 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 no. He's. Uh... Jim J. Bullock. I know who you're talking about. Well, yeah. One night, Stan, he was in the audience at the Dublin. <laughs> and Stanhope looks at me and goes, Oh, there's fucking faggots here, right? <laughs> Stanhope went on stage and did 15 minutes. Remember this? Yeah. And then he kept it about how the week before he was in Davie, Florida at at Dorfman's first room. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Davey, Funnies or Uncle something? Uncle Funnies. Yeah. And he goes, he was in the room the week before that gay guy was in the condo. And he's sleeping on his bed and he goes, I'm in this bed thinking about how many confused kids he talked about. <laughs> and the comic is right there. And he's just going with it. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I'm sitting there in this room, fucked up. <laughs> Thinking to myself, how many confused kid did this guy talk into sucking his dick last week? Oh my god! Because he's a fucking fat. I mean, he just went off. No, it's that Jason guy. Right? Jason, Jason, yes. Jason, Jason, yes. Remember that guy? I don't know. Jason? I don't know. And then he I kept don't. the fucking bit. Really? Then he kept the bit. Another time we were at the comedy store, oh, Mitzi Shore was there, and David Tell was going to fire him, so I had to bring Stanhope up. And Stanhope was bringing a Tell up. It was a weird Monday night, and there was a lesbian that was up before me. Yeah. He goes, let's keep it going for Joe Diaz. Let's keep it going for the lesbian. He's just the right right up. Yeah. He goes, that's not your hot looking lesbian. That's a real old school lesbian that brings a cock pump to a softball game. <laughs> cock pump to a softball game. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but he's so fucking funny with it. God, man, I'm fucking like, that's I want to see. I haven't seen him do stand up. Just what I appreciate about. I saw him do stand up in New, in L. A. a few times, like when I was young. And he don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and and it was it was it was it was. It, yeah, it's not. No, no, no. For everybody. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, I saw Dougie. Dougie showed me that there's no boundaries. That's what he does. And that's what he did. He yeah. opened my eyes to the truth that there's no boundaries in comedy. You can talk about anything. Fuck it. Can't take a joke. Take a cab. It was that type of mentality, you know. He. He had a big influence on my career. He had one big influence. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wish I'd seen him more when I was young. Dougie, um, I know he was a Tell's favorite comic. Dougie, Dougie got me a free a Tell's apartment. favorite comic. You know, Dougie got me a free apartment. Matt Becker was in Alaska, and and I stayed I stayed for a year in the apartment rent free, and then I got uh, and I started paying rent, and they were like, Nah, I don't worry about it. And then I gave him five hundred dollars for the furniture. Paid the remainder of the phone bill. I didn't know I owed because John Wesley ran it up, and uh, I didn't know I owed it. <laughs> I didn't know. I, and then um, I got to, you know, all that, and I just paid rent. It was like five hundred a month, but it was perfect. It was fully furnished. I didn't have shit to bring except for a TV, the computer. It was awesome, and uh, man, and that little place just hummed, man. It was a great spot on Gardner, and it ended up being the catalyst for everybody moving in. Everybody moved in over there. I had I had uh, I had interesting history with Doug. I, I, I'd say interesting. I, he probably doesn't remember it even at all. Maybe he does. But like I was supposed to, the when we did the X show, he was one of the comics that tested for it. It was Scott Henry, him, myself, and Gary Valentine. 
and uh, and they they had passed on him, and they took me instead of him. And I was like some young comic out of New York, and and uh, and so they I, I went to the Improv one night, and he was doing this he was doing this rant on uh, on young fresh faced comics that come out to L A. and <laughs> and it was basically about me. And I'm in the back of the room with Gary Valentine, and and Gary's laughing hysterically, and he goes, "I think he's talking about you." And I go, "I think he is too." And then he just fucking sets his gaze over on our corner and he goes, I know you're here. And I'm like, fuck. So we leave and I'm like, but it was so funny. Like it was so funny and it seemed so natural. He had a glass of wine. It was in and and I was like, God, the guy's really fucking great on the mic. Like just talking. And so I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I introduced myself. I left. I didn't ever run into him. And then one night I'm in. I'm in Sacramento, and I and I had I had gotten, I was when I was knee deep in the road, and I was like, "Fuck it, this is what I'm I'm doing is I'm a comic," and it was the first night that I realized, "Oh fuck, this could be a very long journey." <laughs> like I was like, "This is this I'm still young at headlining, and I just feel like I'm fucking, I'm depressed, I'm empty, I'm on the road, I'm missing my family, and I I just one of those things. It's before Twitter, before probably MySpace was around." But I, uh, I took a stab in the dark, and I was I was on Doug's website, and I emailed him. I said, "Hey, man, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Bert. Um, uh, I, uh, I just know you've been doing the road a long time, and I'm on the road right now, and I just want to know, like, these all these things are feeling like is this normal? Is this like what the road's like? And you know, anything that you can say that can you know whatever. Literally, ten minutes later, ten minutes later, I get an email back." Oh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the quickening, <laughs> baby boy. I will, uh, I will keep you posted. Just ignore it. It's what the road's like. Enjoy it. This is part of the business. Glad to hear from you. Let's keep in touch. And like two days later, he emailed me. He goes, "How's everything doing, cutie pie?" <laughs> like just, and he just kept up, like kept emailing me. And it was like the funniest. Like I get these emails, and it was like, oh, it fucking made me. It made me like. It, it makes you enjoy the road when you go. Oh, I'm not the only one out here going fuck this is yeah, you know right. that my fucking friday morning is an oppressed morning because i still have two days left or you know like yeah like oh fuck you know i fucking i get a kick out of that guy i gotta I see more of the over again i do it the way he did it without, yeah without the in the back of my mind i always thought you had to have something here you really don't this is just he proves being, it this is just about being the funniest guy yeah yeah the, the, the best the, the best Murphy and all that that's great. The best. He, he took it, turned around, went to Bisbee. He's the mayor of fucking Bisbee. Yeah. Which he loves. He has these gypsies around him that are crazy. Yeah. He does any drug. He lives by no rules. No rules. He goes no across rules. the border and gets Xanax by the big-ass jug. He, uh, he's got one of my favorite stories. One of my favorite. I, and it was one of those times I'm in Transvestite? Miami. Nope. Oh, this is one, one of my. This is a. This is a epic, in my opinion, for a comic. Epic. He does a gig. I'm in Miami. Uh, Steve Trevino is featuring for me, but Steve brought his own feature. So there or his own host, but we already had a host. It's me, Ricky Cruz, DJ Coochie, DJ Cooch, DJ Cooch. Do you know DJ Cooch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Cooch, Steve Trevino, and then me. I'm closing the show. It's four fucking comics. Steve's doing 45. I'm doing 40. It was a nightmare set. Jesus. I bombed every fucking night. And I'm just like, and I'm like, and I'm bombing, and I'm like looking for some solace in bombing. 
and I see on Doug's website a complaint letter. I read the complaint letter. This is how exactly how it went. The complaint letter is first. Please read the complaint letter before you read my response. So I read the complaint letter. Dear Mr. Stanhope, I am completely and entirely appalled appalled by your uh, by the comedy you presented the evening of February 19th. I was in the crowd. I was with my husband. And we have healthy senses of humor. We find dot, 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 Seinfeld friends. We find all this hysterical. However, your presentation of subject matter and the way you presented it was appalling. You were intoxicated. You're, we don't find AIDS funny. We don't find 9-11 funny. We don't find race humor funny. We don't find rape funny. And I have to tell you that I will file a complaint. And he said, he wrote back, I couldn't agree with you more. That evening when I got to the club and I received the script for the evening, I was appalled by the material they presented me with. <laughs> However, being a dutiful comic, I get, I performed the material the club requested me to perform. <laughs> he goes, if you have any complaints, please notify the club that the material they're writing for the comics to perform <laughs> is completely inappropriate. Next letter. I knew it couldn't be you. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? I'm writing the Better Business Bureau. Like, it was the fucking best. It was the best, like, fuck you to a, like, you. that woman was so fucking stupid that he proved it going, oh, when I got the script from the club for that night's show, I was appalled too. I don't find any of those jokes funny, but I had to do them because I need to get paid. Oh, what a fucking interesting guy. Wow. I texted He's him last genius. time. Last time he was in time, I was like, I was like, I would, I'd love for you to do my podcast. He's like, yeah, I'm only in town for a day. Next time I'm in town. But I get uh, I get notes from him. He's a fucking interesting he guy. He calls man. me one day. He all huffing and puffing. He goes, Joey, where you at? I go, I'm home. What's up? He goes, you got to help me look for Ralphie. I just came in. He was making out with my mother. Oh, and, stop. I was not. I know you weren't, but that's what he said to me. Yeah. Remember, he was playing a trick on me. He goes, yeah. you got to help me find Ralphie. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I just came in. He was making out with my mother, and he's all embarrassed, and he ran out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he was dead serious, but nothing. God. What a fucking interesting guy. Oh, Bonnie earmuffs. See, once you meet his mother, you understand. His mother was an AA from the 50s. And she had gotten fake tits in the 50s when they were hard. Yeah. Like they were like fucking concrete. They just ripped your skin open. And the Italian guy came and put concrete in you. Yeah. And when she moved up here, she moved up from Florida. He had to pay for everything to move yeah. up here. Really? So he got her own apartment. First she moved with him. And uh, then she was saving cats. Oh, so she had a bunch of cats. Ugliest fucking cats you've ever seen. Each cat had a missing life. ailment. Really? Yeah. Like each a foot one cat was missing up, a no leg, ear, one cat was an missing eye. an eye. So finally one of the cats Tail. died and she put a towel out and she put the dead cat on the table and had a wake for it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. all the cats are sitting around, and the one cat's looking at the other one. Hey, he's dead. Let me get the eye. Give me that foot. I'll take that but fucking these foot. These are all true stories. I mean, he's one of those guys. KP Anderson hey, used to say he's just legendary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. KP loves KP Anderson Doug. knows that. KP Anderson's seen it. The best was he fucked the chick. KP. Oh, he <laughs> fucked the chick on Bill Maher's bed at Bill Maher's 4th of July party, circa 1978. Bill Maher threw. Bill Maher was flirting with some Asian chick. Stan Hope went in there. Not only took the chick from Bill Maher, but fucked her on Bill Maher's bed. 
<clears throat> Bill Maher made Doug Stanhope write an apology letter, apologizing to him. So in those days, in the afternoon, the big thing was all of us would hang out, meet at like two, smoke yeah. dope, and take a ride to CBS, and we'd go to Wilshire and watch Politically Incorrect. Yeah. That was the big thing. Yeah. KP Anderson wrote for them, so me, Mitch, and Doug would shoot over there. And every day after every show, they'd give you comment cards. Who do you want to see on the show? We'd fucking fill him in with Doug Stanhope. We'd get tons of them and put Doug Stanhope on them and put him in Bill Maher's box. So every time he opened that box, he'd see <laughs> so now you want to see the motherfucker that fucked the bitch on my bed? <laughs> no, better yet, he didn't fuck her on the bed. He took a shower with her in Bill Maher's house. So think if you're having a barbecue here and there's a hot ass chink here, and all of a sudden you're hitting on it. Joey comes in, and takes the chink. Puts her in the shower and he's eating her ass in your fucking shower. Shut the he fuck up. He fucked her in his shower. And he had to write an apology letter? Bill Maher's shower. Wow. <laughs> man, God, man, hey, you know, you know, instead of talking about what he did, you got to talk about what you did at Dublin's. On that set of that night, you bombed in seven minutes. You got no fucking no laughs. Laughter. Zero laughs. No Zero laughing. fucking laughs. Every joke chick, died a death. Took her coke and put a coke rock in her fucking pussy, and ate her coke. And they had cameras in the in the liquor room, so they caught us. So the bouncers came down. Now, in the meantime, that I'm eating her snatch, I put the eight ball. When they come in, I got the eight ball in my hand. I'm putting yeah. the coke rocks in her pussy, and I'm licking her pussy. And I got her eight ball in my hand. I fold it and I put it in my sock when they come in. And they're like, "We already contacted the police. They're on their way." The police is coming. Walk outside. So they walk me outside. The girl starts crying. The guy that was with her, you know those guys that always hangs out with three girls? And yeah. He's cute. Yeah. With long hair. Like, he's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. He saying. comes out like, what'd you do to her? I didn't do nothing, though. We're talking. Next yeah. I'm eating a fucking snatch. I asked if she wanted a Coke Rock in it. I put a Coke Rock in a pussy and fucking Hindu and the three fucking black dudes came and got me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there waiting for the fucking cops to come with this eight ball and I'm not giving it up and I'm not taking it out of my sock. Yeah. Now, hey, and you're leaving out that you, you mugged her for like $300. No, no, I didn't mug her. Somebody gave me 100 bucks. Oh, no, no. So now I was broke when I went in there. <laughs> I'm flat broke when I went in there. <clears throat> we got two bucks. I put the eight ball in my sock. It's nine o'clock at night. With that, Willie Barsan and Joe Rogan walk out and they're like, what the fuck's going on? And I go, the security over here rock, call the cops because I put an ape, uh, Coke Rock in the chick's pussy and they're laughing. And Joe's like, where are they going to take it? I go, I think they're going to take me to L.A. County Jail. And Austin Joe goes, well, here's money. Call me when they take you down there and let me know where you're at so we can bail you out. So he gives me a $100 bill. He gives me a $100 bill. He turns his back on me and I look out the sunset. Who do I see coming from Miyagi, the all you could eat? My man, Ralphie, Ralphie May. May. Taking his time, walking across the street like he owns the joint. He comes up and I go, Ralphie, go get your car. And he's like, but I got to set upstairs. After Dinka, I go, Ralphie, go get the fucking car. Just go get the car, Ralphie. I'm and I fucking ran across the street. I waddled my he fat waddled ass waddled over, him. got the fucking truck, the old red fucking yeah. forerunner, that motherfucker. Yeah. That came through for us a thousand times. A thousand times. And he pulls up, and as I get in the fucking car, I can see the cop car behind me. And I yeah. with the lights on. And I get leave with Ralphie, and I go, and I got the eight ball, 100 Joe gave me, and I'm going home. And it's not even 10 o'clock. Who's better than me? Fucking no You didn't get arrested? Didn't get arrested. Didn't I get arrested? Ralphie was the getaway driver. Yeah, we took back streets, and we went fucking sideways. I turned the lights off. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. I banned. I was always banned from that room after that for putting the Dublin's. And a chick's pussy. Tremendous. So fucking funny. You bombed, too. It was goddamn amazing. Those were the nights where... 
That was that amazing. Was, those were fucking tremendous shows up there. Yeah. I mean, Alonzo Bowden was. Go- I mean, there was a lot of people going up. And- oh, I remember. I remember. I remember going up there around that time, like probably after that time, but going up there and being like, monsters, just people ripping monsters. the stage apart. And you get a spot. I get a spot, and I'd be like, "Fuck!" A second, I would Nick go Swartz on. Nick Swartzen, me, Dane Cook, uh, Mitch Mullaney, uh, Alonzo Bowden. Every night would crush it in the last spot. Crush it. Tired audience. He didn't give a fuck. Crush. I remember seeing. Uh, um, what's the? I want to. His name's not Chewy, but uh, Bobby the, Lee. No, the um, the Mexican dude who won last Comic Standing, Felipe Esperanza. Felipe. Yeah, Felipe. I saw him on that stage one night, and I went, "God damn, he's a funny motherfucker." He's a funny motherfucker. He made me laugh man. so fucking hard. He's <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's man. amazing in those days, like the rooms we used to do, and we'd bomb, and we'd never go back. Like I yeah. bomb one time in a room, and I don't care what you paid me; it's not gonna work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it took me years to go back to Nashville. I went to Nashville one time with Doug Stanhope on a Wednesday night. Yeah. And I just. It was the longest 30 minutes of my life. I said, I'll never go to Nashville even to visit. The longest 30 minutes of my life. Yeah. He went up there. He went up but there. now you're rocking in I Nashville. I felt a lot better because he went up and he lost them after 12 months. Really? That, it was still a little too Bible Beltish. Yeah, but time. not anymore, not man. Not anymore. Now they, they request it. Now yeah. that, that was a little bit too Bible Belty. You know, in those days there was a company called, they're still around, Creative Entertainment. Yeah. The guy in Charlotte. Yeah. Whatever his name was, but he used to have Brian Heffron. They, Brian Heffron and Ken Phillips. They had yeah, Carrot yeah. Top. They were the big rooms on that side. Yeah. So on this side of the country, it was Tribble, KP, and Texas. Yeah. But on the East Coast, it was creative. Yeah. Creative yeah, had everything from New York to the Bahamas. Really? Yeah. They had West Virginia. They had, oh, Clark, Tennessee. Yeah. If they had a spot in the fucking, and they paid 225 to the headline or 175 to the feature act. They didn't fuck around in those wow. days. I remember I did I did Clark I did uh, I did a I did a, a Knoxville, Tennessee with Vinnie Coppola. And mm. since my my manager at the time was worked for creative, they headlined me. I was in no danger of headlining. And I walk into Knoxville, which is one of my favorite cities in the world. They got one of the best record stores in the fucking country. Yeah, man. I don't it's know a what good the fuck the name of it is. Store. You can find anything you want in there. Anything. Anything. Fuck you, Amoeba. I go into fucking, I get to the first show. There's 11 people in the audience. But there's a girl in that audience that could destroy anybody on television today. Really? This girl was amazing. Here's the funny thing. She was from Nashville. She was from Tennessee, so she didn't know it. Nobody ever told her that she was this good looking. No one ever told her she was a dime. She was a fucking savage. Yeah. All she had to do was step on Sunset for five minutes and a car would crash. And go get in the car and take you right to three yards. Like, that's how good looking the girl was natural. Yeah. And she was with a loser of a husband. A loser. And it was her 21st uh. birthday or 19th birthday. And there was nobody there, so I'm talking to the audience. I'm trying to kill 45 minutes. I got 20. Yeah, I remember ah, that ah, feeling. I remember I that feeling. Including L.A. material. Yeah. I lost 12. You lose 12 once you leave no L.A. No shit, man. No I shit. I fucking get up on this stage, and I'm, I'm dying. There's 11 people. This girl's talking about how it's my birthday, and my husband uh, got two people to fuck me tonight. So I got money to go out, and I'm like, talk about this again. And she goes, yeah. My husband, on, on, on fight nights, like boxing nights, he would invite all his friends over, 
and fuck her for money while they were watching boxing in the living room. Oh, this got crazy. Fuck. She had a, she had a truck. He had a mattress in the back of the truck. She would come to his work and suck the, on Fridays and fuck the other construction workers, and he was her pimp. So she's telling us Whoa. all these stories. And this girl does not know she's amazing. Yeah. And she's telling us all this. Now, the first show ends. There's two shows. I go back to my room to smoke pot. I go upstairs. I smoke the pot. When I walk down, she's coming out of a woman's bathroom. I look at her. I go, oh, my God. She goes, you were so funny. We're going to stay for the second show. I go, well, all those stories true? And she goes, oh, my God. I suck at least three dicks a day. She goes, today I made a whole $75. And I'm looking at this girl going, would you suck my dick? And she's like, sure. She takes me to the bathroom, shows me a pussy. It's gorgeous. Sucks my yeah. dick. I eat a pussy. I finger her ass the whole, yeah. the whole thing. No, doesn't charge me a dime. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Not when you go to the pooper. Second show. <laughs> if you're willing starts. into the pooper. You but get by the fast. second show, she's drinking. And she's getting hammered. And I'm looking at her when Vinnie Coppola's on stage. And she's getting angrier and angrier. And she's closing the one eye and looking at Vinnie. And I'm like, oh, this is going to get bad. And I'm yeah. up on stage. Red Devil. And, and ten minutes into it, this bitch yells, I sucked his dick in between shows. And the husband's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and goes, Vinny, how dare you? <laughs> she's like, I sucked the comedian's dick. And I'm like, no, she didn't. And she's like, yes, I did. And I swallowed your cum. And they're like, call the police. Call the police. And they're like, call the police. And the husband's like, no, the police. Don't call nobody. I want my $40. And I'm like, there ain't no $40. And I mean, this went on for an hour. Me on stage going, guys. She did not suck my dick. <laughs> and she's like, I sucked your dick and I swallowed it. And he's like, you swallowed it? That's an extra $10. I mean, this went on for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> it was so crazy, I couldn't even... They, they fired me. Really? They paid me Saturday. The kid called back and threatened to bomb the fucking place. Oh, if he didn't get his 40 fucking dollars. He came in my wife. And I remember sitting at the bar. And he's arguing with the manager until 2 in the morning going, no, no, you don't understand. He uh, came in my wife's mouth. That's oh, a, my God. That's premium payment. Yeah. He's like, I want my $20. That's 40 for the blowjob and 20 to come in her mouth. God damn it. This was the craziest thing I had ever seen. He didn't care about his wife sucking nobody's dick. He wanted he the fucking wanted loot. Out the All right. Forget the $20 for the come. I'll take $40 and I'll go home peacefully. <laughs> and then they paid him $40 for him to fucking leave. That's fucking oh my, God. my fucking pay. You understand me? I'll never go to Knoxville again till this day. I'm I don't never, give a fuck. I'm never talking about that. I don't need a record player that bad. You understand me? Oh, that's fucking great. The chick snapped. And he don't give a fuck. All he cared about was the 45. I sucked his dick. I swallowed his cum. That's $60. I want my $60 right now. I want my $60. Oh, that's fucking dollars. great. Well, gentlemen. It's been a nice two and a half hour podcast. Really? No, it's one in the morning. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, we should, we should no, go to bed. No, it's not. I got a birthday. I got to unwrap presents in the morning for a birthday girl. <laughs> you got to do what? Unwrap presents for a birthday girl. Oh, yeah? Um, You guys got anything to promote? Well, I've got a podcast. It's called The Perfect 10 Podcast with my wife, Lana. I want to have you guys on it. I'd love to do uh, it. We'll go do some crazy shit. Yeah, let's do it. And, um... uh. Maybe do some of that bird stuff over there at Magic Mountain. Yeah. You like roller coasters? Fuck yeah. Fuck, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, we got some stories to tell and stuff like that. Maybe go do some uh, arts and crafts class with me and Coco. Okay. Might go make plates or something with our babies. Sound like fun? Good talking to you. Joey's on his phone. I know. He's like, go fuck yourself. There we go. I should take a.
What do I do with that fuck? My fucking phone. Anyways, so I've got uh, got that, and I just uh, recorded my sixth special. Motherfucker, Ralphie. It's You're a good, working man. motherfucker, man. Two hours. Where are you going to be? I don't know. I might release this one Friday. Friday? I might release it. Oh, I was supposed to release uh, one You know, tonight. I'm off, man. I'm happy to be off. I got dates in Nashville and Knoxville and Asheville, uh, North Carolina, and um, a lot of uh, Nashville dates. But I'm basically off, man. If it's, you know, if it's a long ride, what I'll do is get on my bus and just go do a one-nighter, you know, and... Uh, the bus is awesome. Well, uh, that's fucking great, man. I'd, I'd hop on the bus with you in a fucking heartbeat. Man, we gotta go do it then. I do it in a heartbeat. You uh, bet, bro. I'm fucking. Let's see if I'll, I'll vine this, and people will fucking go. Oh, shut up. Um, do you want to go to Bucano? Yes. No. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, I want to have you back, man. I want. There's a lot of stuff I'd love to talk to you about. That, sure, uh, man. That I'd fucking that. Sure, man. <laughs> and then uh I like Bert. And then let's see. Here we go. We'll start with this podcast phone. Oh, wow. And then Hi. The uh are you on Vine, Ralphie? No. You gotta learn how to fucking shorten your. You're the only person on Twitter that uses Twitter Extend on everything. I don't care. <laughs> Every time I see your tweet, man. I see your thing, and I go, "What the fuck did everyone else write?" So I have to go back and log on to that site and read what they said. <laughs> the uh, um, such a dick. The uh, podcasting. How funny was the. Fake controversy with me and the new storm chasers. I saw that. I saw Hilarious. that. Hilarious. I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ! The only person it that made was really Fox news, man. Did it really? Yes, it's crazy. That was fucking insane. Crazy. Joey, what do you got to promote? Anything? I got nothing. I got Utah next week. I got Lexington, Kentucky, the week after. I got the San Jose Improv the last week. Perfect. All right, yeah, guys. Man. I'm gonna go to bed. And wake up and run right presents. I'm gonna finish a couple beers, maybe. I appreciate you guys coming by. Thank hey, you very man, much. We this love has you, been Bert. fucking great. I love you guys. I love I love having real friends in this business. It's this few and far between. This is uh I mean I I I am fucking just feel so fucking blessed. Alright everybody, God bless yourselves. See you guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.